What's up, everyone? Monday night edition of the Throttled Roots podcast. And uh, a little different from our Thirsty Thursday that we get cracking over here. But when you have an opportunity to uh, to get someone on, someone that you've been wanting to talk to and sit down with, you take advantage of the opportunity. So um, some of you guys may think and believe that uh, pigs are flying now because uh, Daniel and uh, Daniel from Proper Baggers and I are sitting on a podcast together. And um, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a, you know, I can, you can call it a rough road, a little bit of a patchy road, I guess you can say. But um, I think it speaks a lot of volumes for somebody to be able to come and sit down and uh, put all that stuff behind and, you know, be able to have a good dialogue, a good conversation about um, our history, our culture, what it is that we're doing and we're living because we all have a common interest. We all have a common theme of motorcycles and Daniel is on the performance you know, side of it. So um, I am excited for this one. I hope you guys are just as excited as well. There's been a lot of, oh, tonight's the night. Oh, looking forward to it. So um, I know I am excited for this conversation. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. If you guys don't know, Daniel uh, is the man, the face behind uh, the Instagram page, Proper Baggers. Um, if you don't know what Proper Baggers is, you might have been sleeping under a rock, um, is to say the least. So um, this one's going to be a fun one. Let me get Daniel in here really quick, and let's kick this one off. Daniel. Yes, sir. What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm good. You're right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having <laughs> Absol- me. Absolutely, man. It's. Uh, I think this is a... I, I think it's fair to say a long time coming. Maybe we, 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 you know, this is good to have this conversation and a lot of people are going to look at this and go, mm-hmm. what the hell's going on? Cause they know a little bit of our past and a lot of people don't, a lot of people mm-hmm. are unfamiliar with it. There's a small niche. I guess you can call it within our circle that are a little familiar with our, with our history and our past. But mm-hmm. I want to say uh, thank you, man. It speaks a lot of volume, a lot of character of the type of uh, person that you are and the vice versa to be able to kind of just say, Hey, Differences aside, uh, men can still have a conversation and can still kind of uh, hash things out and talk when everything's mm-hmm. said and done, man. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, we, we, you know, Ray, I think I would say we've probably known each other before I even had this page because we, I might have started following you before I even had a page and I just had a bike. And um, whatever bullshit there was between us, where it came from, where it ended, where it started, who, who knows who cares for me, who knows who cares. Yeah. Um, you hit me up a few weeks ago to talk about bikes and your timing was really good. It's like, you know, Daniel, let's just put the shit behind us and talk about bikes. And that's something I'm always interested in talking about bikes, the scenes, the people, what's changed it, from two people who've seen this, you know, who've watched this shit grow for me. I've been watching since 17, 18. You've been watching it before I have. There's been a lot of changes. There's, there's everything has changed. So your time, you hit me up. You're like Daniel. Let's let's just put everything behind us. Let's just talk about what's going on. Your timing couldn't have been better because wow. I, I was really like, and I you hit me up when I was in Daytona. I'm like, yeah. There's a lot of shit. Everything is different. I'm down <laughs> to talk. You know what I mean. This episode is brought to you in part by My Garage in Ventura. My Garage is my plug. They are my source for all of my parts, for my road glide, for my project bikes, for my homies' bikes. I send everybody over to My Garage. Go and hit them up. Let them know that you heard about them on the Throttled Roots podcast, and they're going to break you off with that Throttled Roots pricing. All right, They have everything in their 15,000-square-foot facility, 
everything from engine builds to dynos, the 15 hoist that they have for the bikes, 40 years of experience from their technician. 15,000 square foot facility means that they carry a lot of parts in stock. And if they don't have it in stock, he can order it for you and get it shipped right to your door. If you're out of state, don't worry. Call him, 805-983-6400, and he can get the parts shipped right to your door same day. If you're in the area, cruise down. Go check out their facility. You'll have a good time. Check out some of the bikes. See all the different parts that they got. Tires, they are my plug for tires. Always, always got my tires in stock ready for me to go. I don't have to wait. So give them a call, 805-983-6400. Let them know you heard about them on the Throttle Roots podcast, and they're going to take care of you, all right? My Garage Inventura. Follow them on Instagram, 805-983-6400. Yeah, and as they say, man, timing is everything, right? That, yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Um, I know, you know, speaking on that, I know if we would have had the conversation maybe before when I kind of teased didn't hit you up about it. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it, I know for a fact it wouldn't have been a very valuable, there wouldn't have been a good, mm-hmm. you know, context to that conversation. It was that I think there were still feelings or something on probably mm-hmm. both ends. I think that's fair mm-hmm. to say, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, things change, things perspire, you know, and here we are, man. So I am definitely uh, glad that you came on. I'm excited for mm-hmm. it. And you know what? I, I don't, I don't know if this is going to make you big headed or make you feel Mm -hmm. this is the first time that I normally with my podcast, I kind of just, you know, I do a little recon on my guests and stuff just so I have some, some, something to bite Mm -hmm. into. Um, But I wanted this one to really be valuable content, valuable conversation. So I actually like did a little prep work for this one, believe it or not, man. So I know (laughs) a little bit out of my, uh, my style, I guess, but I wanted to, you know, yeah, I, and I wanted to make sure that I hit on some things with you both on both of our ends. So that's mm-hmm. why I went through this, man. So I am. Um, uh, yeah. I wish I wish I had a cooler background than the <laughs> than my house here. I've been I've talking to you. We delayed this. I was sick for a while. My motorcycle's still in Florida. It hasn't even sent back up to Montreal. So I've been stuck in my house for a week. I wish I had a cooler background than my. Just my 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 grayish painted house. So no, it's all good, man. The uh, the reality of it is is really about the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, so people can hear this and mm-hmm. backgrounds aside and all that shit, man. That makes no mm-hmm. difference, man. So mm-hmm. um I wanted just to kind of a little context for people, you know, yeah. you you touched on it a little bit. You and I have gone uh I say what when when do you think we kind of crossed paths? What when do you think that was? I it had to be eighteen, maybe. Somewhere around then. That's when I started building my bike. You you had your bike at the time for sure. Um, that's when I fell on this type of like genre motorcycle, probably 16, 17. Okay. Um, and that's when kind of, yeah, as you know, I was on a big wheel in 16. And then I switched over to my, my road glide in around 17, 18. And that's when I really kind of went deep into it. And back then, there was, how many of us were there? There were 20 of us. You know what I mean? There, there were very few of us, especially guys online who were talking about it online, posting pictures online, building bikes. Uh, there was, I feel like everybody knew everybody back then. You know what I mean? Six, we're talking six years ago now. And they're literally like, there were, there were less than a hundred of us out there, you know, at least it yeah. feels like it. It, and I, I think that's uh, that's probably a better, uh, a, a good way to put it, because it was mm-hmm. a little bit more, I guess we can call it niche. It was a, there was mm-hmm. definitely it wasn't uh, we're going to dive into it. I don't it, mm-hmm. I don't it wasn't mainstream, I think, no. like it, like it is now, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 
and we're gonna walk through the progression of this stuff. It was you- hated. Everybody <laughs> hated our shit back then. I fucking I remember <laughs> posting on like the roguelike forums. There was I got kicked off of every roguelike forum because they I would post my bike and they would talk so much shit about it. And I'd be like, bring it on, you fuckers. Let's go. And I would get thrown out of the, like, we were all thrown out of the, and we would all defend each other. And we'd all get thrown out of these, these forums for it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was definitely a different time, man. I, I think 2015, 2016, somewhere around there, I threw T-bars on my road glide. And mm-hmm. I got, I got, first of all, for let me just say this. Back in mm-hmm. 2016, I was, well, I was a lot younger and a lot thinner. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I was, let's see, 2007. I was about 32, 33 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. And back then, uh, you fill me in, you correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. there was, you know, they were called grandpa back, you know, your grandpa bikes, you know, if you were under mm-hmm. 40 and you owned a bagger, it was just, you were looked at a little bit different. You were kind of maybe mocked or ridiculed just a little bit because mm-hmm. you're like, you're how old and you have a, a grandpa mm-hmm. glide mm-hmm. is what you have. And so when I started throwing T-bars on my stuff, yeah, you're absolutely right. I got, mm-hmm. I got a little side eye. I got, well, what the hell is mm-hmm. that what are you doing? You know, what is that all about? Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. By all means, 2016, yeah, 15, around there, a little bit different, a little bit different scene, a little bit different style mm-hmm. that was or culture that was kind of cultivating. It was just kind of getting mm-hmm. off, the, off the ground and stuff. So, yeah. But I want to ask, you mentioned a little bit about, you know, you came from a big wheel and stuff. And I mm-hmm. had a big wheel too, man. I've been very mm-hmm. vocal about that. I, mm-hmm. I owned one. I also owned a Dyna at the same time. I had a big mm-hmm. wheel because I wanted like, fuck, dude, that thing just, it just, they look, I like long and low, you know, whether yeah. that's a, a yeah. We're yeah. car guys. I don't know about you. I'm a car guy, long and low. I've long and lowering low. cars. Even the cars I have now are lowered. I've never owned a car that wasn't lowered. Yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of just flowed into like why I wanted a big wheel. And, you know, they were mm-hmm. the thing and they were the, they were the hot ticket, so to speak. But I have mm-hmm. 65 C10. I got a long bed, long, mm-hmm. low, low, you know, lead sled type vehicles that that line and that mm-hmm. symmetry just kind of fit me. And so that's why I was like, I'm going to throw one of those in the stable for myself, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually it started kind of evolving into me. I was running with a different crowd. I was doing, you know, I was involved in certain stuff where riding hard was mm-hmm. an everyday thing. And we're talking 85, 90, you know, yeah. fucking six inches from each other's tire. We're riding hard and riding that style of bike eventually that's why that's why i picked up the dyna because riding Mm -hmm. that way with that style of bike just wasn't going to cut it for me Mm -hmm. so eventually it kind of just started making its progression so i wanted i wanted to ask so people have a little bit of context Mm -hmm. and myself included because Mm -hmm. i don't know your full history of riding kind Mm -hmm. of where did your two-wheel kind of venture start whether it was harley whatever it was where and when Mm -hmm. did that start so I've, I've only ever ridden Harley. I've never owned anything that wasn't a Harley. I was born into a Harley family. My dad's had a bike my whole life. He was in a club. You know, I grew up around bikers my whole life. Um, not like a club club, but he was in a club. You know what I mean? And um, so that, but I was never into it. That was never my thing. I was always a car guy. Every type of car, I built lowriders. I built mini trucks. I built Euros, like everything, like, you know, tuner cars you know, 30, 40 cars I've built in my life. And I'm all, if you look at my personal page, you see it's mostly cars, not even bikes. Um, and then I started riding probably, I'm turning 50 this year. I'm an old man. So I started riding like my mid thirties. I never wanted to get on a bike before that. I had no interest in being on a bike because I wasn't, I think, ready for it. And then I bought, a buddy of mine called me. It's the type of thing, like if you're born into a motorcycle family, you know, eventually you'll end up on the bike. I was just never ready. And then uh, my first bike I bought was a Sportster. Obviously, everybody bought a Sportster. 
And then I picked up a Sportster 48, which is the first bike that I loved, like when they just, just came out. And I built that. I had that for like a year and then I jumped on a Dyna. I was on a Dyna for a couple of years, uh, like everybody. And then from the Dyna, I jumped on a, the Street Glide, which is okay. what I built my big wheel out of. But I, I always said the big difference between cars and bikes is, is you build a car and they're usually shitty to drive after you build them. <laughs> when you build a bike, they're, they're, the, the best part of building the bike is, is like the best part of the build is the riding. Like even my big wheel, I rode my big wheel on Tail of the Dragon. I rode it across country. It was banged up. It, you know, I had it for four years. And I live in Canada too. You only ride five months of the year. It had you know, 50,000 kilometers, so 30,000 miles on it in, in the four years I had it. Um, all my friends are on sport bikes. You know, sport bikes, not, maybe not sport bikes. They're, they're on, you know, adventure bikes or upright sport bikes. But now they're more on Harleys back then. None of them were on Harleys. So I was on the big wheel. Everybody was making fun of me driving this stupid bike. But I liked the way it looked. It was long. It was low. It was cool. And I rode it. You know, and that was, I rode it everywhere. You know, I, I probably, I did a lot of mileage on that big wheel and I took it across country. I shipped it to different places and I would ride it back. Uh, luckily, I never had issues on it. And then uh, I had, uh, I built another couple bikes along the way. I built a hardtail, uh, a couple choppers and stuff like that. But the the Roll Glide, my current bike is, is, I'd say it's by far my favorite because it rides so good you know i get people coming up to me all the time and they're like oh nice show biker are they you're gonna put you know you're in a show they're like you're gonna put that in the show and i'm like i mean i guess i mean i don't ever enter it to shows i'm always at shows but i never actually enter it in the show because i don't really i don't really care about the show but um i would say it looks better than it, it rides better than it looks don't let it fool you it, it, it looks pretty you know you know you want it you still want it to look pretty but it mm -hmm. rides so much better than it looks it's always got to ride so yeah that's short story long i've been riding about 12 years 12 15 years now okay uh, very big rider very avid rider huge fanatic uh started the page just because i'm a huge motorcycle fan and i'm a fan of harleys you know yeah. and i don't know anything else I, I know nothing else i've thought about getting on adventure bikes too short to touch the ground so I never really went that way but i i i am i am a true harley fan uh and i'll probably only ever be on a harley it's just because that's all I know. It's in me, you know, and it's in me from my father. And and like, I, I feel like I couldn't ride something else. I'm not saying it's impossible, but. No, of course. Yeah, no. And I, and we relate in that sense. I didn't, mm -hmm. I, I wish I, I wish I could have started on a Harley and straight out the gate, but I was young when I got on wheels. I was 17, 18 years old when I got on wheels and I couldn't afford a Harley back then, you know, it was a different, mm -hmm. different time for me, you know? And so mm -hmm. um, I would always talk, yeah, I I rest in peace, old man. But we, mm -hmm. I would always he'd always give me shit because I started on a on a street bike because I think that's where a lot of people do start simply because it's cheaper, mm -hmm. it's what you can afford, it's just kind of you know mm -hmm. the gateway, so to speak. And so I started mm -hmm. there, and I remember my old man just giving busting my balls all the time, like ah oh, that piece of shit, and then you know he gives rocket, right, rocket, yeah, exactly, sure. and and he, exactly, and what he mm -hmm. uh, you know we would always have our little banter, and I would I would mm -hmm. tell him ah, I'll see you at the spot, you know, because I'd just mm -hmm. be hauling ass and doing all that. Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, man, deep down inside, I remember looking at him and just fucking seeing him on that bike and that chrome and that sound and mm -hmm. that, that mm -hmm. and just looking over and going, the bars yeah, he, like looks this, like a, yeah. he just looks like a badass, man. He just looks mm -hmm. fucking cool, man. And there's and then you'd kind of look around and you'd see 
the not necessarily the attention, but nobody's looking at me on my street bike. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the chrome shining and the Harley sound. And I, uh, I would hold it in for the longest time. I, I'd always give them the shit, but deep down inside, I knew I'm like, I want a Harley. That's what mm-hmm. it is that I mm-hmm. want. You know? So mm-hmm. I, I would kind of the same. I worked my way up to them eventually, you know, mm-hmm. and I, there's something about a Harley. So I feel you on it. I get yeah. it. There's, there's, yeah. there's a certain machismo. I don't mm-hmm. know whatever we want to kind of define there's it like- as. There's like everything else, and then there's a Harley. Like you say to any, <laughs> when somebody will say to you, you know, they look at you, they see tattoos, your beard, they see something like, oh, you know, they think you ride them. What do you do? What's your hobby? Oh, I ride a motorcycle. And what do you ride? You're like, I ride a Harley. That's that's like that. You could say anything else, Honda, Kawasaki, nobody cares. You say a Harley, they're like, oh, yeah, I ride a Harley. And it's like, I guess that's, and it's ingrained in you. Like, I, I don't know. For me, it was always a Harley. And like I said, I'm not saying I would never get on anything else. And I'm sure everything does ride better. I have no doubt. But it doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it's for me, it's part of me. It's in my family. So, yeah. the, like, the, there is no, I don't look anywhere else. I realize everybody is better. Nobody's fooling anybody. I'm sure they're better. I just have no interest. You know yeah. what I mean? No, it's uh, and I've 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 done, you know, we have the rock store and Neptunes. And when we go to mm-hmm. these places, you see. Yeah, I've been there every style of bike that's out there you mm-hmm. know and, and trust me i'm a i'm a motorcycle geek so i can geek mm-hmm. out on every single one of them i on an indian on a yamaha cafe racer an enduro bike i can geek out on every single one of them and i can appreciate every single one of them but when it boils down to it yeah it's a harley for me there's just something that comes along with it and i yep. think it's, i have i mean i've been in the the, the rice rocket rice or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them i've been in that scene and i've been around those people and i'm Nah, there's just something a little different about the Harley guys. Mm-hmm. You know, not in, mm-hmm. not necessarily in a bad way, but they they fit my style. They fit my vibe a little bit more. Well, the guys like uh, you go to the rallies. You see, I always say at the same time, Harley guys are the worst of the worst. You know, the fat, old, gross people. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it, you have to make fun of yourself. But you know, when I go to the sport bike guy nights and I see the guys with their shirts off and they're wearing their their turtle vest, they're like like you know with their their baggy <laughs> jeans. Like guys, like. It's all bad. And most motorcycle culture is bad, in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's it's not whatever way you look at it, it's super cheesy either way, but it's still like, you know, it's 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 what I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see I see the fat old guy, it's my dad and his friends. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm so I'm with it. you, man. I'm with mm-hmm. you. So um one of the things that I wanted to ask you actually, so mm-hmm. We kind of talked about, you know, your, your heart, you know, your heart, your background, you know, so yeah. I, you kind of touched on it a little bit. Is was, was it the sound? What was it about the Harley? Was it just, it's it was always the sound. The it sound. Was the sound. In my mind, it was the sound and the, you know, the old school pictures of the guys. What, what's that old school artist's name? I'm, I can't for the life. Da- man, David Mann. David oh Mann, yeah. Said yeah, it? yeah. Yep. The old school David Mann. I remember seeing that at my dad's clubhouse and all the David Mann posters and the apes. And the sound of the heart, that's all it ever was. It was the sound. It was, it's, yeah. it's the same way. Like, it's the car thing. The same way, you know, somebody's getting here. I was just in Daytona with my buddy. And we were talking about how you're, you're constantly giving it. You're giving it a crack when you're on the bike. And, like, you do it subconsciously. Because when I'm off my bike, I find Harley so annoying. And they're all running around. And everybody's running. I find it so annoying. But I do it. We all do it. You stop the light. You give it a little, give it a little go. And you yeah. know what I mean? But it's, it's the sound. That's it. And the more obnoxious, the better. Yeah. 
that, that that that's that's partly true you're absolutely right mm-hmm. i was at a we're gonna have a little bike night here tomorrow but i remember a mm-hmm. conversation that we had i like my first live podcast off-site was at a, at a bike night here at local mm-hmm. and i remember one of the conversations that we had in that was as people were leaving as the bikes were kind of leaving the night it was kind of the end of the night and it was wrapping up and as mm-hmm. people were leaving you can or and or starting their bikes if mm-hmm. you're you're tone just kind of dials into mm-hmm. it over over time mm-hmm. you're like ooh, that thing sounds like a little loby it's got a little cam in it mm-hmm. or something or that's got some fishtails in it or oh that thing sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like it's got an exhaust mm-hmm. or something you know yeah. and there's that so i i know exactly what you're saying when the when it's the sound because my ears perk up like a dog when there's when there's a mm-hmm. harley or there's a motorcycle more mm-hmm. more importantly a harley going down the street yeah. even way far away you know so yeah you hear it yeah you want you want it you want to be heard there's nothing like the sound and the rumble mm-hmm. of of that harley davidson you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's good it, for, it's, for me go ahead i go was ahead. gonna just say for me it was never about like the image i don't i don't consider i'm not a biker by any means um it's never been about an image it's more about just you know the performance bagger thing really appealed to me it was the culture of it you know the people were super cool uh the, the camaraderie like the, everybody was so cool you know when it started out and everybody was friends Everybody can we're, we're all just a bunch of motorcycle nerds from everywhere that came mm-hmm. together on a common ground. And that was the cool thing about performance baggers early on, still today, but it, early on, it was very apparent, you know, when I mean, you really saw it and like all walks of life, you know, a guy didn't have two dimes scratched together. A guy had so much money. Nobody knew where he came from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody was together. Everybody was friends. Everybody was hanging out. We all had a common interest. Um, so yeah, so I, I don't consider myself a biker by any means necessary. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm a I'm a motorcycle fan. I'm a fan of Harley's. I'm a fan of these motorcycles. If I wasn't on this type of bike, I'd still be on Harley. You know what I mean? I if I had to buy a bike today, let's be honest, it would probably be a, a soft tail. You know, it would be an ST or something like that. I'm a small guy. Those new those new soft tails are pretty cool. Yeah. I would probably jump on something like that. But that okay. being said, the, the, the new pictures of uh, the new touring bike are dropping. I posted a, a, a leaked picture today, which I think is sick and everybody's hating on it. But <laughs> everyone yeah. hates on something when it's new. I remember like the Chevy trucks when they first came out from the old body style and then they came out with the with the newer front end. I was like, that mm-hmm. thing, thing I'll never like it. It's hideous and it grows on you. You know, you mm-hmm. see it enough, it'll, it'll eventually grow on you. So why do bikers harley guys hate on the new models so much like this new road glide is dropping everybody want an inverted front end it's got it they want to break brembos it's got it why is everybody hating on they're saying the fairing looks like an indian no to me the fairing looks the same it's just an evolution of the fairing it has it has integrated corner lines okay like but just the hate is so abundant for these it's like i don't know why harley guys feel they have to hate things before they accept like when the new soft tails came out, the hate, the amount of hate in those new soft tails was insane. Now everybody loves them. I I can probably speak, give a little bit of insight because um, I I tell you why I have like mm. not the hate, but like the the just the eh feelings towards mm. it when it first comes out. Um, I like tradition. I like you know I like kind of no- not nostalgia ne- necessarily, but. You know, when Harley comes out with something and for example, you know, I got a friend that is a um, early model FXR junkie and he doesn't own anything newer than a 2003 uh, Dyna. Everything is below that. And it's 
there's there's the part of me that's like, oh man, I want to I want Harley just to kind of keep that that same sort of, but things have to evolve. But that mm-hmm. I you know, just to give insight to it, I think mm-hmm. hardcore, no, nah, maybe not even necessarily hardcore enthusiasts, but Harley fans, Harley like mm-hmm. real rooted based fans. I'm speaking for myself that, uh, you know, you see that change and you're like, oh, man, it's too new. It's too it's too modern. It's not it's not the mm-hmm. it's too plastic looking. It's too, you know, I don't know what it is. I want that like I still want that Harley to be like not dirty, but I just wanted mm-hmm. to represent Harley. Like when you look at it, you go, that's a fucking Harley. You know, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes with the new stuff that comes out, the soft tail stuff and the, you know, the, the M8, everyone loves the fucking M8 mm-hmm. now because it puts out so much damn power. But, mm-hmm. you know, but like the facelift, when you get the new stuff, like your lowrider ST, for example, you're mm-hmm. talking about like the Diablo that they came out with. I love it because I, I'm like, fuck, that's clean looking. But then I'm like, oh, oh man, it's kind of got that FXR, like leave the mm-hmm. FXR to the FXR shit. And. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe the people kind of tend to hate on it a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like it's because of, of that. My opinion, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going on the right track, but those are my feelings when I'm when I see something like that. I'm like, ah, leave it. I think people don't like change. It just comes out. You're like you, you put so much money into this bike that you own and now Harley's going to change it. Um, I think people don't like change and they, they it's, it's all about level of comfort. You're comfortable. You're comfortable with the bike it is, but you know, every time they change a platform, well, that's, it's all new parts that are available now. Everybody's yeah. going to jump on it for the industry. It's good for the industry. Uh, how many, you know, of the, they've had the same model now since it, besides, you know, yes, it went 20 cam to, to M8, but I mean, it's been the same Rogue Glide, Street Glide since 14, 15. You know, you're pushing almost 10 years of the same body. Yeah. So they got to change it. And the new, the new fairing, the new, it's still an M8. It's still probably the exact same frame. Big deal. They put a new front end and new fairing and maybe the bags are restyled. I don't know, something like that. We haven't seen the back, but it's still going to be the same frame. It's not the Monoshock touring bike everybody's waiting for. That I'm waiting for. I mean, that's going to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, everybody's heads are going to pop off when the Monoshock com- bike comes out, but it will come out. I'm waiting for it to come out. Yeah, I, 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 you you nailed it though. I think that's what it is, man. The purist. I'm a. I guess I'm a, I'm a little bit of a purist in that sense. Like, mm-hmm. let the bagger be the bagger. The di- like, yeah. okay, let the Dyna be the Dyna. The Dyna's known to have mm-hmm. dual shocks, and it's just it's that's what you mm-hmm. know to be a Dyna. And then when you throw a wrench in the system and you put in a soft tail and you call it a Dyna or you call it a whatever a street bob and you you mm-hmm. just kind of rename it, but with some or you keep the same name essentially, but you just change it completely the they would have called it a dyna instead of a fucking soft tail <laughs> you would have had half the drama you would no, actually you still would have had drama because everybody would have you know like you can't win yeah especially with harley guys you can't win no matter but it's <laughs> gonna be i'm sure it's like that with every motorcycle with every industry with everything people just people don't want to change you, you know you, if it ain't broke don't fix it i get it but then you know harley has to evolve you, at the same time that like literally they're putting out a platform of what we're asking for and no matter what people are going to hate on it and i I can promise you everybody's going to hate on it everybody's all the big shops everybody's going to build one and then you know in a couple years from now everybody's going to accept it and they're going to be everywhere so why let's skip to the part where where i'm sure if i look at the post i put up today there's 200 negative comments i'm saying guys (laughs) we know you're all going to hate it let's skip that i wrote in the thing i love it because i do because it's new and it's fresh cool we've been looking at the exact same front end for nine years now guys let's look at a new front end and even if you think it's ugly cool how are we going to make it cool but but that's the way i look at everything 
You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, mm-hmm. you know, don't fight the change. Just let's, what are we going to do about it? Embrace That's, it. No, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, with you. yeah mm-hmm. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of both, man. I'm the purest mm-hmm. and I'm the, the okay, it, the shit's got to advance. We've all mm-hmm. yelled and screamed. The suspension sucks. This sucks. Mm-hmm. This sucks. We, cause we all have to throw a shit ton of money at mm-hmm. our bike in order for it to a look the way we mm-hmm. want it and mm-hmm. ride however it is that we're going to ride it, you know, but mm-hmm. the purest of me says, Oh, damn you. But then the other mm-hmm. side of me says, damn, they're onto something. They're, yeah. they're moving forward. Everything that we've asked it, for hinted at the suspension is still going to suck. We're just <laughs> that inverted Harley front end is still shit. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's going to be simple. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to do a cartridge and you're done and you're not going it's already has an upper front it it only has brembos they're brembos so you know they're all good you're gonna do pads and rotors all of a sudden they're great brakes like it's 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 much closer to where it you know the the finish point than than where it is now and you know it's an easier place to go but we'll see we'll see what happens and meanwhile in the the pictures i've seen this the the street glide looks way nicer than the road glide and part of me is thinking oh if they're redesigning it all the shit would I consider going back to a street glide because I already have a road glide. And it's something I I probably wouldn't, but I mean, it, it's something to consider. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I want that street glide. To, you know, you remember 13, 14, the 10, street glide was it. Nobody rode road, road glides. It, yep. it was all street glide. It was all bat wing, all forever. It was always bat wing until the late teens. Then everything switched. But yeah. before that, you know, before that, they, they sold 10 to 1. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember. That's mm-hmm. where the, if you guys don't know, we'll take you back. That's where the term, mm-hmm. uh, whose black street glide is this? Because yeah. that's, that's what was out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they still outsell, like, regular folk, I think, buy street glides more than road glides. I yeah, think. I imagine so. I could be wrong. Or maybe yeah, it's so. close to even now, but, I mean, it, it, it wasn't forever. So mm-hmm. I'd be curious, like, that I like I said, I probably won't do it. I'll probably jump on a new road glide. But I, I, when that new platform comes out, I'll jump. I won't jump on a CBO if that's the first one they're releasing. I, I won't spend that money for a bike that I will totally <laughs> take apart. But, yeah. you know, I'll jump on one and I'll build one with well, welcoming arms. I will, I will look forward to that. I, I'll be yeah. interested to see. I don't think if you think I've seen the street glide, you know, thing. And, well, I'll show it here in a little bit. But yeah. now that we kind of have an idea of your mm-hmm. kind of background with your with your bikes, you know, mm-hmm. Sportster and a 48 mm-hmm. and a little bit of a chopper bobber type of stuff mm-hmm. and eventually big wheel and now I think I think it's fair to say your bike is pretty well known amongst the scene or the culture mm-hmm. or the industry I don't know whatever we want to label it and rightfully so it's uh it's got some good work done to it you know it's got it's got a look to it that a lot of people like to see you know especially with how hot the stuff is right now This episode is brought to you by TM Lawyers Group. These are our guys. These are our boys. They've got our back. They are going to have yours. We wouldn't steer you wrong, right? Check this out. Motorcycle accidents, personal injury, auto accidents, wrongful death, slip and fall, dog bites, whatever you think of, these guys know how to get you taken care of. It's a long process. Listen, when anytime it comes to any type of legal stuff, there is a process to it, all right? And these guys have been around for a minute. They know what they do. They know the drill. They know how to get you taken care of and make sure that you get compensated correctly, all right? So hit them up, 888-400-0010, TM Lawyers Group. Let them know you heard about them on the Throttle Roots Podcast, or just hit us up, and we'll get you in contact with the people that you need to get connected with, all right? TM Lawyers Group, 888-400-0010. You need some legal counsel? Hit them up. They've got you taken care of.
so I wanted to kind of just ask and, and like, so now you're, I think mm-hmm. we call it a performance side. You kind of switched mm-hmm. over and you kind of made a transition. And we were talking mm-hmm. around 2017, 18. What year is your 18. bike, by the way? It's an 18. So it was an 18. Okay. I so got it very early on in 18. Okay. In February. So right away I started doing it, like bars and stuff early 18. Yeah. Okay. So two. And I can tell you very strongly influ- my influence Danny G, Spatafora Choppers, those two places, Race Glide. Those are my inspiration. And I would say, if anything, Spatafora Choppers and Race Glide, those are the two biggest influences I've had getting into this scene. Sorry, I cut you off, but I just no, no, no. I want to give credit where credit is due to those guys. Well, it, you didn't cut me off at all because that's exactly what I was, I wanted to kind of like touch on. That's exactly where mm-hmm. I was going with this is where did it kind of transition? Where, mm-hmm. where did it start? And it seems like there, there's the answer. You know, you saw some bikes online. Yeah. Battle for choppers you saw a race glide mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it you know where how did that you see those and you think what so i my big wheel i built it and i rebuilt it i rebuilt it i rebuilt it every year but it, it went for sale in 2015 20 2015 2016 like right away i'm like okay i want to get rid of it so i wanted to get a road glide i wanted to build just a regular bike i didn't want the big one but you know i was with it i was in it for another year or two because it, it's what i had you know what I mean? And I wasn't going to go buy a new bike. So you kind of live with it. And at that point, you're too invested. You just live with what you have. But all the while I was watching, you know, and the the the, the San Diego Customs and the Danny G, this is very early on. There weren't many guys. And then Race Glide built his bike in 2015 with Spatafora. And 2017 is when Spatafora built that white bike that they have. I don't know if you know it, White Mare, whatever it's called. It was a brand new 2017 white uh, Rogue Glide Special. And they okay. built it. It's got a Pro Charger on it, full inverter front. It's a very known bike. It's got a gold frame. Anyways, I remember watching that bike from the very beginning of when they bought that bike and tore it down. So that must have been 17. And I was just obsessed with that bike. Okay. You know, and then uh, that that's what it did for me, just watching those guys and Will. And, you know, I, I'm lucky to say that Ray from Spatafora, and Will, these are friends of mine now. I texted Will yesterday, Will Race Glide, like, and they're not as, you know, relevant in the scene anymore. And people are going to say, who's Race Glide? It's a shame if they do, because Will is one of the greatest guys out there. I say that to everybody. He's one of my favorite people in the scene, but he's he's building a building a business now. But like, I'm I'm to be able to say that these guys are friends. That you know, the guys at San Diego Customs, these guys are friends. Like I, you know. I, all these guys that I would like worship back then that were just like the coolest, the innovators and building the cool, the baddest shit are people that I'm friendly with now. And I speak to, um, I'm very humbled by all that. Um, but just that's where it all came from. Just and at pure love of the motorcycle. I was obsessed with the motorcycles, um, while I was doing it, you know, everybody says, you know, uh, cause of, like I get a lot of free stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I built my bike, but, I built the six figure bike before I ever got a free part. You know what I mean? <laughs> my bike was built when I had no followers. I had my bike. My bike was full carbon fiber inverted front end when that page was had a thousand followers. You know what I mean? So I've always been into this thing. No, no, okay. I haven't always, but I th- through the course of this page, I've been involved since day one. And maybe that's why people like the page, you know, because I, I am not just, I, people know who I am. You know what I mean? And I. Okay. Uh, I, I think that people know that the guy behind the page is also in the culture and appreciates yep. culture. And I, I love the bikes. That's it. I, it all comes down to, I just love the bikes. Yeah. You know, and the riding. 
Definitely can respect mm-hmm. that. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. I think that, that's what needs to be first and foremost. You got to have mm-hmm. a passion for it. You got to have a, a love for it. You know, if you're doing it for other reasons, then it, it doesn't, doesn't do as much or do, there's not as much value to it, you know? So, mm-hmm. so, so you, you kind of see these bikes and you see mm-hmm. them building them and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got to ask, so does it, is it, is it more of you fall in love with the style Cause is that, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I'm going to put it in terms of when you see a woman or mm-hmm. you, you know, when I met my wife, I didn't know, I mean, I had an idea, but when you meet your wife or you, you talk mm-hmm. to somebody, you don't know anything about them, you know, personality mm-hmm. wise or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You're attracted mm-hmm. to them is the first yeah. thing that you're, that you're, that you look at. You're like, Oh, I'm attracted mm-hmm. to that person. Mm-hmm. And so is, was it, I, obviously it's that first, but yeah, where did that. like, where, where does the, where does the, where does the performance stuff kind of like roll into it? Like the advantage of, I think, building it for this reason or building it like so it just it's definitely this uh these performance baggers say whatever we want it's a trend we know it's a trend you know what i mean like everything else things come and go it's a trend maybe it'll hold on for long it's not a trend like fucking stupid big wheel but it's still a trend you know what i mean eventually we're going to go move on to something else you know maybe it'll have good legs on it there'll be a lot of longevity on it but it, it, it will trend out to something else probably you know um, and yeah, when I saw them, I went from big wheels and low to the ground and wanting my motorcycle to be low on the ground to raised up and small wheels and gold front end and gold parts. It's funny. Cause if you look at pictures of my big wheel, it was all black with copper plated wheels. It was kind of black and gold. I've always <laughs> leaned towards black and gold. So then when, when I jumped on my bike in 2018, when I picked up, I knew right away I was going inverted. You know, I knew I was going to go inverted. I knew I was going to go, you know, piggybacks on it. Um, and I just wanted carbon fiber, carbon fiber, inverted, everything. That's it. Like, I, I guess it's because I, like I said, I'm a car guy. I come from the car scene. So you, you go from. Style, right. Is you more a Euro or Euro? I'm style? a Euro guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm a Euro guy. Um, but I, I've had tuners. I've had everything along the way. Yes. I'm a Euro guy now. But that, um, I mean, and I, I say that in the context mm-hmm. as, as far as like, if you're a Euro guy, the carbon kind of makes a lot more sense because you, it, that's very already popular there's always a lot of carbon on my parts yeah it, it, i mean that's in the my Euro cars scene. always have carbon yeah, yeah. it's exactly which that. is why my entire bike front to back is carbon my entire bike is carbon fiber front to back and i never painted it the reason i didn't paint it is because as a car guy carbon fiber is the most beautiful thing ever and i don't want to cover my carbon i love my carbon fiber you know i spend a lot of money to put carbon fiber on my cars you know why would i paint it but that's just that's my two cents so i've always yeah. been is for 30 years i've had carbon fiber on my cars and i want to keep it that way if i i look at pictures of full carbon fiber built cars you know uh on the internet i drool over them <laughs> you know so that's that's what i love um anyway so yeah it was the style it was the style of those bikes and it, i actually said this on jace's podcast i could tell you the first time i ever saw a performance bagger actually before all this i would say laconia 2015 uh laconia bike week 2015 i was at a stoplight i was on my big wheel um and in front of me were two guys on road glides with t-bars high bags everything's okay kids come yeah but, you know my, my my wife's taking the kids out for a walk and yeah they're yeah no i'm good hey so i was sitting on my big wheel aired out and these two guys you know t-bars bags all the way up in the air jacked up side by side in front of me on road glides and i'm like they like i'm there low and whatever with you know like an idiot and these two guys are sitting there with two bars and they're 
bikes are jacked up. They're wearing like Converse and high socks, like real, real Dyna bro guys back then. And the light <laughs> went green and the two of them blasted off. And I'm there on my stupid big wheel, aired out, bouncing around. And these two guys just blasted off. And I'm like, that's so much fucking cooler than, than me right now. That's left <laughs> such an impression on me. I'm like, these guys are fucking riding their baggers. They're going and they're ripping their baggers. And I'm here trying to look cool. And so that was 2015. And so that's when I probably started noticing it. And then I started following the other guys. So I, it was always just the big wheel guys are, it's like, I don't know how to compare it. It's like taking a, if you look at it in a car way, the big wheel is a fucking show car that you don't drive on the road. The performance bagger is the really well built car that you're driving on the road and it's super cool, but you're beating it up. I guess that's the difference between yeah. the two. You know, and that's that's what made me fell in love with it. Let's build something really fucking cool that I could put on the road. I think very well, very well mm -hmm. put. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you have show bikes, you have giant builds, you have SEMA builds, you have those mm -hmm. type of things that you know are mm -hmm. built just so, for those specific type of things, whether to showcase your shop or just to showcase workmanship, whatever it mm -hmm. may be. And you're right, that's what kind of uh, you know big wheel baggers were, so to speak. You know, and and mm -hmm. still are. Cause they're still out there, you know, they're still, still mm -hmm. mobbing around. Oh, yeah. They're still very big in certain parts of the country. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, they're definitely still out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're in some parts of the country. They're still giant. They're still part, you know, every, every, every scene kind of evolves at its own pace or, or region yeah. kind of involves. I, so. I guess you know? so. I, I, I have no comment on, on it. No comment. <laughs> and it's funny cause we came from them, right? We were sitting there, we were sitting on them at one point, you know, but we knew when to get out. I 2015, I was saying to everybody around me, sell your big wheel, get out of it, get out of it. It's it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And, and people would get mad at me when I would say it, but you know, like, and I ran from it, you know, I dumped my bike. Yeah. It's the reality of it though. You, you mm -hmm. touched on it a little bit earlier that I, I've been around Harleys. I've been around the street bikes enough. I've been around the car scene ah. and the classic trucks and all that stuff. And uh, not so much with classic vehicles, but mm -hmm there's there's trends to stuff mm -hmm. you know and, mm -hmm. and that is going to be a constant in mm -hmm. every everything that you do imports euros again anything that you do there's always going to be a trend of Absolutely. things and, and it's going to be um a wave of stuff i mm -hmm. i guess uh you know my the trend that i kind of got into earlier was the performance stuff the kind of you know mm -hmm. and that was just simply for me because of the the way i was riding and the places i was going and the aggressive style that i was riding i'm like i can't ride this fucking thing the way that i like to ride and it, it mm -hmm. evolved into that into me changing my bike that way before it got really you know hit the hit the mainstream mm -hmm. and all that shit you know but mm -hmm. trends are trends are going to come trends are going to go they're all i mean from clothes to whatever man we don't dress the same as we did in the early 2000s that was a trend mm -hmm. that was a style that yeah. was a fashion you know so Mm -hmm. the same thing it's just constant involvement and it's it's good you know there's things that that are good for from trends that you take from it and mm -hmm. that, that kind of mm -hmm. stick within the culture and that's great and then there's other things we're like i oh, definitely could have done without that shit you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but that, that was it like it, it was it was cool and we saw us the early adapters uh, adopters adopters we saw it coming and we saw like the trend but finally we had that like if you're a motorcycle guy and you like riding motorcycle finally there's a trend that makes it ride better like i was never an aggressive i rode a lot but i wasn't an aggressive rider i was mellow you know what i mean i don't need to be in front i'm not trying to be a hero especially on a big wheel even on my dyna i just i just wanted to ride and i never rode too quick or anything and my friends would go super fast i'd let them go and i meet them at the end mm. the better my bike got the faster i rode 
Mm-hmm. You know, so to now I'm at the point where a lot of people think I ride too fast, but if I ride with younger guys, I don't ride fast enough. So it, like I found my place in the middle, but I ride to like the ability, definitely not to the ability of my bike. I definitely don't, I'm not going to say that, but I mean, I definitely ride more aggressive now that I have a better bike. You know what I mean? And then like you, you want to challenge yourself more, but I'm also 15 with family, 50 with, with a young family. So I'm yeah. not trying to be hero at the end of the day. But I had that in Daytona, with Daytona, we did a hood ride from Daytona to Space Coast to the show. And there were like 80 bikes and everybody took off on the highway doing 110. And I'm like, you know what, guys, you guys go. I don't have anything to prove, you know, and they're on stock bikes and dinas. And, and my, my bike will do 140, 150, like a bullet, solid. I just have no interest in doing it with guys I don't know next to me. Yeah. So you guys go. Yeah. I'll do my 100. I found a couple guys that I knew and we went down about 100. Like, I it just, these gotten like, I have no interest in riding like that. But to, to say like the bikes the better my bike got, the quicker I rode and the better I rode, you know what I mean? And uh, doing, you know, an hour on the highway doing 120 miles an hour. Yeah. It's cool for two minutes, but like, I, I don't need to do that. I don't need to, I don't need to be in a life and death situation. Give me on a mountain road. That's what I want to ride. Let's be I honest. Feel, you know I what feel. I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. de- definitely, man. You're right. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the, the style has changed. The riding has changed. Mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to ask that. So, so you get the bike, you at, you get, mm-hmm. you know, you start, you see the style of bike, mm-hmm. you kind of fall in love with it. You start building yours that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And then at what point you decide I'm going to start a page. What was the kind of the motivation? So, I think because my wife at the time, I always saw like Instagram, Instagram was a big thing in 2018. It was still a big thing. We were all on it. And there was like repost pages and stuff like that. And I, I remember years before that, I always thought like, I think my ex-wife was a social media. That's what she did for a living. And my current wife is an e-commerce and stuff like that. So uh, I've always been around it. And um, when I got the bike early 18, I started the page, I think July or August of 18. And I was home on a Saturday night, my wife or girlfriend at the time was going out and I, I didn't have anything to do and performance bagger andy's page was around mm-hmm. uh, he was the original page but he had like two three thousand followers he didn't have a lot of followers and i you know him and i used to speak in this and that and i'm like you know what there's literally uh, big wheel pages i follow 20 of them you know yeah. what i mean i'm like there's one page there was performance harley and there was performance bagger so those were the only two popular pages at the time posting performance harley stuff yeah, and performance Harley at the time had like five thousand followers. He had a huge following back then. It seemed like, and um, I'm like, and so I was just home. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna start a page. I love these bikes. Maybe I could start a page. Maybe it'll turn into something. Maybe I can meet some cool people. Maybe I get some cool parts out of it. Let's be honest. Of course, I was thinking that. I'm like, who knows? But I mean, I never really thought it'd be anything more. And I posted a bunch of bikes, and I followed a ton of people, and I worked like crazy on that page. The first year two years 40 50 hours a week i was doing on the page like i it was constantly working constantly posting just like bullshit constantly liking and following people just to 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 be noticed and messaging people and and shit like that and um i remember when i started the page i got a bit of hate from uh from performance bagger and from some of his friends and now all those guys are my friends it's a shame that performance bagger andy he kind of fell off and the page just fell off even though he still has like 70 80 thousand followers but he yeah. just, he stopped doing it. Yeah. You know? I think uh, fam business, I think business got like really, he, he's a, he's a truck driver now, but I mean, he's still, yeah. I, I should have sold it, should have done something with the page. There was opportunity there. Every so often he'll pop up, he'll do something, but 
yeah. you know, I still follow him personally. I still see his personal life, so I know what he's up to. But I don't know. I guess he just got he was over it. You know, he 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 had the bike for a while, and then he sold the bike, and he didn't have a bike for a bit. So I just think he didn't care as much. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what happened. Is the scene grew so much when he stopped caring. Yeah. Um, that, anyways, that... so so that's my story. Like I, I literally bored on a Saturday night, and I'm like, this could be cool. Meet some cool people. I was able to post pictures of of like heroes of mine, quote unquote. You know, I could post a picture of Race Clyde, tag right. him, maybe send him a message, and he'll reply to me. Whereas before, I was nobody. He's not going to reply to me. Uh, well, it's same thing. So that I mean, that, that kind of answers the question. Like that mm-hmm. was your motive. It sounds like your motivation was a little bit to maybe meet people, or was it? I mean, because to meet people to see some cool bikes and stuff like that but how much of it i guess was were, were you really interested in getting it exposed or was it more of just kind of in finding people that were kind of along the same guidelines of the bikes that you're riding now i would say it was there's a three part being able to speak to the people that I admire meeting people and the idea of maybe the page could turn into something someday that i could actually get some cool shit out of I'll be okay. totally perfectly honest with you. Nobody, I'm still a businessman. I'm in my real life. I'm a businessman. So at, at the end of it, there's always a backline. And could this actually be something, you know, why would I do it? Why would I invest so much time for free? You know, without thinking one day, maybe it could turn something also 2018. There's no print anymore. Everybody knows, you know, internet is like, it, it, I don't want to say it's the new magazine. Cause it's an insult to magazine. Cause it's definitely not. I, I just post pictures who gives a fuck, but like, I'm just saying like, that's where everybody gets, entertainment these days that's where everybody sees new stuff these days that's where it is so like maybe it could turn into some kind of small business and like even this many years later and hundred thousand followers whatever business i get from this page is very minor compared to the amount of work that's gone in that it is but it's better than nothing it's better than giving it away for free anymore but that was definitely you know so i would say one part maybe a business and one part meeting cool people and one part part speaking to the people that i admired I would say pretty evenly, but at the time, it's it's not like I ever thought it would turn into what it is now. Of course not. I never would have thought that. Yeah, I, especially in the early adoption of it, the early early mm-hmm. infancy of it, you know. And mm-hmm. I'll give I'll give you, you know, a cre- I'll, I'm always the type of person to give mm-hmm. credit where credit's due, mm-hmm. you know. And for you to to kind of say, yeah, I had an idea, like, hey, if this this could turn mm-hmm. into a business, this could turn into that, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm now with the throttled roots page and me running a podcast and running a YouTube and social media stuff, I've turned into, I didn't think it to be honest with you. I didn't start my venture thinking it was going to turn that way. I just wanted to sit in my garage and talk to my friends and whoever wanted to listen would fucking kind of chime in. And that would just kind of be the way that it was, but it grew legs, you know, and it Mm -hmm. got got a thing. And then you're right. At one point it turned into, well, I, I, I'm going to put all this time and effort into it. Sometimes mm-hmm. take away from my wife because I got to, and I need to edit a podcast or I need to do, or I just mm-hmm. need to stay up late because I need to, I'm, I'm trying to put out a, a consistent product. And so, yeah, at some point you got to kind of flip that switch a little bit to go, mm-hmm. well, I, I, although fun and although entertaining and it's something that I like, you know, how can I make this profitable for me? You know, mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. and so I respect the fact that you can be honest about it, you know, like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, and you're, and you nailed it. You're a businessman. I'm the same mm-hmm. way. I'm business minded. I'm business, mm-hmm. you know, I'm business oriented. And so mm-hmm. if I can take a passion of mine and turn mm-hmm. it into a business of some sort, then yeah, I would like to go ahead and try and run down that Avenue and see what kind of doors that it opens up mm-hmm. for me. And, and to be 100%. honest, yeah. And, and just like I'm sure it has with you, it's opened up doors for me. It, it mm-hmm. I've, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of people that I never probably would have met. Um, yeah. 
you know, and that's from the work, that's from the commitment to it. That's just from time and effort and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I respect the fact that you're like, yeah, turn it into a business. Cause some people are going to go, ah, it's just for attention or it's just that. No, no there's mm-hmm. a little bit other bite. There's more bite to it than, than just uh, reposting someone, someone's bike and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but so, that's it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say, obviously when I started the page or obviously when I do this page, I do it for free. Cause I like the bikes, the, the amount, I think at a certain point, especially early on, I realized how much work it really was. And there was many times where I'm like, is it worth it? For years, you know, (laughs) for years, I was like, is it worth it for years? And, uh, you know, like, and it definitely wasn't worth it. It's still not worth it today. Let's be honest. But these days, uh, there's a lot more content for me. I get a little bit out of it. People are super cool. And it's, it's become so much part of my routine looking for bikes, posting for bikes that it doesn't take the amount of bandwidth as it used to, or at least it takes it, but I don't, it's like second nature to me now. You know, as soon as I have downtime, I'm on my phone looking for content. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting everything ready. It's not like, you know, at the very beginning when in 2018, finding content was fucking hard. To be honest, it was so hard. Now I'm trying to find good content because there's content out there, but it's not great. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. so, but, and, and, I've always said that the truth is at the end of the day, the best part of this page has always been the people I met. And I stand behind that hundred percent. If I make a little bit of money, cool. But the people I met is like so much ahead of all the rest. You know, if I, if the page stops tomorrow, it's always going to be, it, it was, it was a good one. The people I met were the best. I've met people who I consider some of the closest friends I have. And I would have never met them if it wasn't for these motorcycles and for the page. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, people have said that to me that my page is like, it's like Tinder for, for performance baggers. Like people are meeting each other through the page, which is really cool. And like, I appreciate that. It brings people together because I post a cool bike and then everybody's messaging to me and then every, every, each other and then they're sharing thoughts. I hope it still happens like it used to, but it used to at the beginning very much so be like that. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're definitely right, man. I like, I like that mm-hmm. it does do that. I'm, I'm a fan for the page for that reason that it's mm-hmm. a, uh, I, I've said it about your page, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been vocal about it, that mm-hmm. it's a very good starting point. It's a, you know, if you're just getting into the scene or you're just getting, you, some people are barely getting introduced to this stuff in different parts of the country, you know, and your page is a very good place to go and get introduced to it and go and see many different styles of bikes and people from mm-hmm. all different parts of the country and like, Hey, this guy lives pretty close to me or whatever it may be. Yeah. So always, it's always a, a good thing to have for, you know, community or, you know, life mm-hmm. culture, whatever it may be. Everyone has to have, uh, I don't want to label it like the starting point, but there's gotta mm-hmm. be some place that you go to, you know, we all to mm-hmm. go and you go to the library to find your shit. You go to proper baggers mm-hmm. and start looking at performance baggers, you know, that's just kind of mm-hmm. the, the gateway, so to speak, you know, the starting point. Go, go get inspired, go look for something cool. It's funny when, uh, I judged some of the shows at uh, at in Daytona, just a hardcore show, and I judged the uh, the performance hangover show, the the big trouble show, and I realized judging the shows that maybe I'm not a good judge because I'm gonna look for the oddball, and it, the <laughs> bikes that I liked, the my favorite bikes at the show weren't the bikes that I picked for best bagger mm-hmm. because. I've seen it like you've been you've been doing this for so long too. You've seen everything. I've seen everything. You know what I mean? How many carbon fiber bikes can I see? How many bird front ends? How many, you know, paint jobs can I see? It's all the same. It all starts looking the same. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I see anything different, I'm in love. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just different out of the box. My two favorite bikes at, at the shows were like the bikes that look bone stock. 
Yeah. Cause I, I, they were just so simple and so clean. So I'm always looking for an oddball. Uh, I know that you never like my top 10 list and it's always just because I'm always like, it, it's such a broad spectrum. Let's be honest. You know, it's very hard to pick that top 10 list and it's my, it's always said it's my list. I don't speak to anybody else. I pick it out myself and um, I take so many things into consideration. Like I take into consideration, does a shop own the bike? Does a person own the bike? You know, paint, okay. no paint, maybe lack of paint. Maybe there's a reason why the bike doesn't have, I take so many things into consideration, like ability. Does the bike have resale value? I consider so many things when I'm considering the winners for all this kind of thing. And I'm going to, if there's an oddball for me, it's always on the top of my list. You know, like my list was pretty safe this year. The year before I, I picked Steve at Speakings. I love Steve. And that bike was such an oddball. And that's why I picked it. Like, I like an oddball because I've seen everything. You know what I mean? So like, this is like saying, if somebody wants to catch my attention, build something fucking out of the box and I'm in love. Yeah, def- I, I, I agree with that, man. And <laughs> just to, you know, uh, yeah, I may not always agree with, uh, fuck, I don't agree with sometimes with the top 10 fucking songs of 2020. Mm-hmm shit you know but mm-hmm. i think the most important thing is uh what you said it's your fucking list it's mm-hmm. it's your list to choose the fucking bikes mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. think that are mm-hmm. your top 10 of the year mm-hmm. of the century whatever the fuck it may be it's your list to be able to choose that and that's why mm-hmm. like you're talking about when you go and judge or you're a judge at a show mm-hmm. it's in the, it beauty is in the eye of the beholder right mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. what it boils down to. So mm-hmm. my, and, and that's what we were touching on earlier. You know, my upbringing, my background, my lifestyle and is a slightly different from yours. So my point mm-hmm. of view on a bike and a style and a certain, you know, lines or whatever it may be, it's going to be totally different than mm-hmm. what yours mm-hmm. is, the next person's is, and the next person's is. And that's, what's really mm-hmm. great about the motorcycle stuff is because mm-hmm. you build it. So hopefully, hopefully, cause this is where we're mm-hmm. going to go next. Fingers yeah. crossed. You yeah. build it to what you want the bike to be. You know, that's that that first and foremost should be your priority when you are building your bike, when you are, whether it's fucking because you're going to ride it a shit ton of miles or because you want to go and do wheelies on the damn thing, whatever it may be, the priority when you build a bike should always be first and foremost for me and my ass and my, and my riding and my abilities and all that shit. You know, Mm -hmm. if you build it, I think for any other reason, you kind of got the, the, the formula wrong a little bit, you know, you're, you're going. So I think I know where you're going with this. And (laughs) I think this is us talking about. So I do see this trend. So when I say this is a trend, it's because I believe it is a trend because I see some of the bikes being built and I've spoke about this before. I can usually spot the difference between a performance bagger built by somebody who rides and a performance bagger built by somebody who's building a show bike. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and they're to me, they're two different bikes. I guess I could respect both, but it doesn't sit the same with me. You know, and I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. You no, know? I know and, exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's unfortunate to see that side of the motorcycle community coming into what we hold so close. And you know what I mean? That, that we, we, we feel like it's our baby and like now here go into the world. And then, Oh, these guys are bastardizing what we did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what you're alluding to. Uh, I I definitely kind of going going with mm-hmm. that direction in this stuff, man. Is mm-hmm. is you know what it where where do you feel kind of the the I don't know what we dub it the scene the genre the whatever mm-hmm. we call this air quotes mm-hmm. performance bagger whatever we categorize it mm-hmm. as 
I mean, where do you kind of see it right now? You know, I've seen mm -hmm. it. We touched on it earlier. We've seen it from a very early infancy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know I have. I know you've seen mm -hmm. it from 2015, 16, when you started putting mm -hmm. eyes on it, you know, build mm -hmm. one in 2018. So mm -hmm. where is it from from then to now, you know, 2023 mm -hmm. or five, six years into the into this thing? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of get I guess, where is it? Because I for me. There's a shit ton of stuff that has been really good about this stuff. I'll give you the mm -hmm. probably the biggest example of, of, of it. And I've never been out there, but I fucking enjoy seeing it is the bagger racing league and fucking king of the baggers type shit. I, I mm -hmm. love that, that this style of bike, this performance mm -hmm. bagger stuff has done something like that. It's put mm -hmm. that stuff on the map at moto america and these fucking racetracks across the country where people are going holy crap now obviously these bikes that are out there are highly highly mm -hmm. modified by you know yeah. per, you know shops that can you know harley davidson vance and heinz they got all the infrastructure and all the technology and everything to be able to build one of these bikes but this episode is brought to you by ride 1k in a day put your miles where your mouth is do you call yourself a mile crusher? Have you ridden a 1K in a day? No? Then you need to go check out ride1kinaday.com or check them out on Instagram, ride1k in a day. A thousand miles in 24 hours. You will extend your ability as a rider. You will see some things that you have never seen that you can only experience when you do a thousand miles on the road. Grab some friends, do it on a solo, push your limits, have some fun with it, but get out there and put your miles where your mouth is. Go find a route. Go check out the Instagram and read some of the stories that are on there. You will get inspired. You will have some routes right there at your disposal, ready for you, not even plan it. Look at the map, go and hit it, and go and run the route somebody else has already done. A thousand miles in 24 hours is not an accomplishment that everybody can say that they've done. I've done two of them. The first one in 2020, and I just finished one in 2022. It is an experience. I will do one every single year because I want to experience that. I want to have fun. I want to see stuff out on the road. It's a challenge. I'm going to bring my friends. Tell your friends, hey, let's go do 1K in a day and watch how crazy they look at you. All right. Put your miles where your mouth is. Go check out Ride1K in a day on Instagram and go check out Ride1K in a day.com. Put your miles where your mouth is. I that I definitely enjoy seeing what mm -hmm. it has done for that because mm -hmm. It's put it on the map in that sense where yeah. people are looking at it going, holy crap, look at this fucking 600-pound, 700-pound bike just railing around Laguna Seca, mm -hmm. wherever track they were going. Like, And yeah, mm -hmm. I saw one video recently. You're still getting the speed wobbles out there, so I don't feel mm -hmm. that bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it still happens with these bikes. So for yeah. that, I love the mm -hmm. way it's done. I love what it's contributed for that sense, there's so many fucking parts that were never considered, you know, shop or no CNC stuff, machine for inverted mm -hmm. front ends. The list goes on and on and on mm -hmm. of all the stuff that has been thrown into the, the performance stuff or at least cultivated because of it. Mm -hmm. But then there comes the, the 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 kind of the shift, the kind of fucking mm -hmm. like, OK, it's hit mainstream. And mm -hmm. although although great, that's really good it also puts a bad taste in, 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 in your mouth a little bit like, Oh mm -hmm. man, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's hit mainstream. And that means mm -hmm. it's hit every douchebag or whatever we want to mm -hmm. fucking call them. That's out there. That's mm -hmm. like, I want to jump on that shit now. And mm -hmm. here I fucking go. I think it went from like, you know, when the bagger racing thing, every, we were all so excited. 
I wish they gave a little bit of a nod towards us. Like this started <laughs> on the, in, 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 you know, the social media, this started as a trend and we jumped on, like, I wish there was a nod somewhere. There was never any nod, but that's cool. It is what it is. <laughs> and it went from like us having bikes that people walk up to and say, what is that? That's fucking cool. You, this looks like a sport bike, but it's a bag to somebody walking up now and saying, oh yeah, they race these things on TV. Is that why you built this? You know, whenever we went from yeah. like kind of being the cool guys to like being, oh, now it's like, oh, this is there. And now like somebody who knows nothing about it is going to see it on TV and say, wow, that's cool. Let's let's do something like that. It, it kind of flipped it around a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it doesn't change anything in my life. You know what I mean? But but it was my buddy Kyle from Forever Red always said he said it years ago on a podcast and it, it just it resonated with me it's like it's like you discovered this cool band that nobody knows about and then all of a sudden they made a hit and now all of a sudden they're they're on top of the world and everybody knows who they are they're not cool anymore but they're yeah. still your baby you know you still know you know they were still your your thing you know yeah. what I mean you still hold on to it but like it's like I remember when it was cool and now it's mainstream but I, I mean, we still love it. It's still cool. At the end of the day, it's all about the motorcycle, right? So, like, the scene has changed incredibly. It's not the same place it was back then. It still is in pockets. You know what I mean? In the community, it still is. There's definitely politics in it now. And there's a lot of money in it now. So, there's a lot of people in it now. Uh, everybody. I always say, thank God I don't work in the motorcycle industry. <laughs> it's a bad industry. Everybody's stealing from everybody. There's a lot of egos. It's a bunch of bikers running business instead of businessmen running, running businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's a tough, tough, tough industry to be in. I see it. I have a ton of friends in it now, but um, everything changed. You know what I mean? I do feel strongly that the, the, the community, everything changed a lot dramatically, yeah. but I, I still love it. You know what I mean? I still love it. I still love all the people. Um, I think I'm a very drama person in my life. Um, I steer very clear of any drama around me. I I have no time. I have no energy for it. I'm busy enough. And um, I hope the drama doesn't spill into the community and stuff. Even if it is, even I'm sure it is right now. I just stay away from it. You know what I mean? And I'm going to love these bikes because I love the bike. I'm going to keep riding them. I'm going to keep promoting them. And I hope people come into the scene are, are the same. And I hope more than anything that people are riding the bikes they're building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely guys coming in with big money, deep pockets that just want that bike. Definitely, hundred yeah. percent. It's a shame. And that yeah. that's where that's where I think uh, the, the the tide twists. That's where the tide turns right mm-hmm. there. Is, mm-hmm. is exactly that. Is mm-hmm. you starting to you know? I said I saw it early. I saw it a, a while back. I saw the trend like a year ago, and maybe a little bit more, where mm-hmm. it started turning into well, I got deeper pockets than that, than, than the next guy. And yes, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's be real. Let's be hundred percent true about mm-hmm. it. Uh, building one of these bikes is not cheap. So it does no. take, it does take money t- in order mm-hmm. to build a nice air quotes performance bagger, whether oh, you're yeah. going to rip the Big shit money. out of it or you're just going to have 100%. it look like that. So let's keep it real. It does take money. So, oh yeah. But it's it's turned into, and I hate I hate that that's what it has because that's the purest in me coming out. That is the mm-hmm. that's the purest going. 
fuck man i i wanted i I like the dude that just going out there and building it i don't like him more Mm -hmm. than the next person but Mm -hmm. i appreciate it more when you you, maybe you did it in the garage or maybe you and your Mm -hmm. buddies did it you know you might have the fucking olin's inverted fucking front end on your bike but you and your homeboys did it there in your garage Mm -hmm. tearing it apart late at night fucking struggling cussing at shit whatever it may be because it didn't go to plan i Mm -hmm. like the grassroots of that that's the purest in me coming out and unfortunately Mm -hmm. the the top the the, the the tide has just twisted and shifted where it's it's it feels like look at me it feels like look mm-hmm. at my bike now and look at the style you know there is performance bagger and i say that i, I i'm not a huge fan of the term mm-hmm. but there's performance bagger with guys that are going out and ripping the shit out of them you know and going mm-hmm. through a canyon and really letting the damn things eat what mm-hmm. I like to prefer, refer to some of these other ones now is just performance look, performance mm-hmm. style look. I don't know because mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm starting to see more of. And that's when it starts to give a bad taste. Like you said, it starts to put like, okay, mm-hmm. people are going to look at your bike and now they're just going to fucking clump you in with mm-hmm. the whole big shit of, oh, yeah, that's just another guy that threw a shit ton of money at it. Obviously, they mm-hmm. don't know you. Maybe you did it four years ago, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But because that has now come to mm-hmm. fruition, basically, that's what you kind of get lumped into nowadays. And mm-hmm. that's the shitty part. That's where I'm like, that's why I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, I hate, I, I'm not a huge fan of this shit. I want to show you something. And I, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not fucking going to, I'm not talking shit. I'm not, but mm-hmm. this is an example. Now you, uh, this is from your page. You probably, I don't know if you took the video. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, I took that video. Okay. I, and, I literally and so, took the video. Like this is, this is when I saw this for me personally, every, and I've said, I said it earlier and I'm going to stick to the, my fucking guns with it. Cause this is, I will always say this. Mm-hmm. If you built this motherfucker for you, then fucking a man. If you, if you mm-hmm. said, I want to have fucking flash and light up paint and I want to have a, a, all this shit on it, whatever this th- going on here, if you built it for you and that was the reason you did it. Well, then tell me to fuck off and absolutely I should fuck off and I should be and I should be that. But when I see mm-hmm. this and then when I know when a lot of other people are going to see it, there's going to be all these um, these guys are going to go, oh, fuck. And they're going to bust the nut over this thing because it's one. Yes, I get it. It's something new. Nobody's mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen this paint used on cars and shit like that in the in, in the mm-hmm. scene. But. It's new to the performance bagger or the fucking what the show shit. And people are going to fucking bust a nut over this. They're going to look at it and go, holy crap. But this right here to me is the epitome a little bit of, and I don't know the guy I'm not fucking talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know the personally, but this is kind of the epitome of, Hey, look at me. It's, mm-hmm. n- I don't feel, and I don't stare at this thing going, Oh, that thing's going to fucking go and rail. And maybe he does. Maybe he fucking does go and rip the shit out of that thing. But Mm -hmm. what I see first and foremost is light up fucking paint with stock fucking brakes and stock fucking this. And I don't know what Mm -hmm. the fuck is in the suspension in the front. I can see big shiny gold things sticking out the back Mm -hmm. because they, you know, you got to have that. Wow. But beyond that, fuck man, it's got T bars on the damn thing because Mm -hmm. everyone, so this is what I see. When I see this, I go, oh, man, kind of fucking burst my bubble. So let me let me actually, if, if this is a perfect bite, it, it's good that you brought it up because I spoke to the owner. So I everybody was talking about this bike at Hardcore, and they're like, did you see the light-up bike? Everybody was talking, did you see it? I walked around the whole show. I didn't even notice it. <laughs> and um, I walked past it. 
And then I went by and someone saw, then I went back and I looked at it and I had to give my vote for best paint. Uh, we were a panel. So, you know, best build, best paint, they were one of them. And I saw it. Was it, did I think it was some big wheel shit when I first saw it? Like, yeah, let's be honest. We all think that, that I'm thinking the same thing you thought when I saw it. Mm -hmm. And then I went around and I spoke to the guy who did it. The, the guy, I'd say the kid, the guy's in his twenties who built it loves that bike he's a painter he wanted to do something so out of the box to show what he can do and like as a talent as a talented painter and he did it he spent a ton of money and time and effort to do it he knows he will never sell this to anybody because the amount of labor he said it's like a twenty thousand dollar paint shop and i believe it if he was to sell so he, he did it what you see there is the guy who owns the bike that's him on the bike so when I say that to you, you might recoil a little and take back what you said because he did that. So he didn't pay a shop to it. He wanted to show his talents as a painter and what he can do. Thing is, if I didn't know the bike and I didn't know the backstory, I wouldn't have the same opinion on the bike. I'd probably have the same opinion as you We're saying it's big wheel shit. It's, it's big wheel shit. It's just about the flash. The fact that I know the backstory makes me look at it differently. Is it my cup of tea? Not necessarily. Would I do it? No, not necessarily. But I, this particular bike, I can appreciate the work that went into. But I could say at the same time, people fucking love this shit. I, not my cup of tea, but people love it. Absolutely love it. I, I, I'm with you. And I, and I agree that um, mm -hmm. I, and if, when it comes to something like this, you're, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I, I did a little bit of my own reason prior to us even mm -hmm. bringing this bike up or anything like that. Yeah. I wanted to yeah. find out, well, who's the, who's own, mm -hmm. who's the owner of this altered thing? ego, I believe is the name of it, right? Altered ego paint, something uh, like that. I, I, to be, I, I couldn't tell you right now. I'd be lying if I said altered ego custom paint. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to um, like, if you're, if you're a painter, which it, mm -hmm. it sounds like that's what he is, that's what this mm -hmm. person is. Mm -hmm. I understand when you're a painter, you got to do something to get your, to get your business out there. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, shops do the same thing with their builds. Mm -hmm. When they build a motorcycle, they build a bike to go showcase our talents, our skills, our craftsmanship, all that, all that shit. Painters got to do the same exact thing. I'm on board with that. I'm on mm -hmm. board with that. I totally fucking get that. But when I see, when, when I see stuff like this, the purist in me knows that there's going to be 90% of the of the community of the people that are going to mm -hmm. see this thing and and just it's the 10 percent is going to be you and i that go oh that's a painter he needs to get his workout mm -hmm. he needs to be seen he wants to mm -hmm. he wants to just do something over the top in order for his name to get out and i mm -hmm. and from that standpoint nailed it right because that's yeah. the fucking talk of the fucking internet and shit yeah with that's right yeah. right exactly mm -hmm. so if that was your objective fucking nailed it that's a, if that was your goal exactly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so from that side of it i totally understand i just hate to see this stuff because then it introduces the next fucking guy with deeper pockets that's got to go and one up this damn thing or mm -hmm. it's got to do something and that's great for the painter because guess what he's gonna yeah. go and get the paint job for him to be able to do that so fucking hey when it comes to your hustle and it comes to your grind i'll never knock any of that shit mm -hmm. It's just because uh, the guy who actually, it, not this guy, but the guy who actually does paint the bike is going to do it. Um, he's going to be a guy with huge pockets and it's just, it's a show bike. Mm -hmm. He wants to paint a show bike and he's doing it purely for flash. But I mean, can you fault somebody if they're doing that? 
Like if it makes them, uh, the purest in you, yes, is going to fault. If somebody has so much money and says, I want FU paint and he does this, <laughs> is it cool? No. I mean, it, it's, it's in, like, it's trying a little bit hard in my <laughs> opinion. Like, and, yeah. and I guess that's the reason why I don't have paint on my bike. Cause I don't need the flash. Like, like if you have to try so hard, it's not working. There's an expression I can never remember, but like, if you're trying that, it's, it's, it's like, you shouldn't try so hard. So if somebody's going to spend all that money on the paint, I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, like, I understand why most, like, I think the people who've been in the scene for longer, maybe didn't appreciate the paint as much. And then the people who are newer to the scene, maybe appreciate it. Some people appreciate the craziness and the flash. Um, it's a love it or hate it paint job, in my opinion. And, I I, you know, probably three quarters of the people are going to hate it. And then one quarter is going to love it. And then 0. 0.0001 is actually going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're right. But the, the, the guy who owns the bike, it was an FU. It was like, look at this fucking shit. And, and he was a good kid. He was a really nice guy. He was super proud of his work. He did it himself. The bike has gotten a ton of recognition of this paint. Of and it, it was, it was, it's literally, it's the paint. It's the paint that lights up. He runs electrodes through it. It's got a whole thing that works. It's literally the paint lights up on this bike. It was, it's pretty impressive the way it works. It doesn't have anything underneath it. It's the actual physical paint that lights. Um, but I, I definitely see totally where you're going. Where, see where you're coming from when you're saying this to you. It just It looks like just big wheel flash shit. And like it has no place in our scene. But, you know, there's a, there's a place for everybody, right? There's I for every seat. I, I agree with that. There is an ask mm -hmm. for every seat. And, and this mm -hmm. is the purest in me. This is the longtime Harley guy coming out and me going, oh, God, you know, like uh, you, you kind of said it a little bit earlier. Less is more. And I got fucking believe me, I got flashy paint. I got fucking mm -hmm. frames and I got a panel paint job on my shit. You know, I, I got mm -hmm. that stuff, too, you know, mm -hmm. but it's just when you start taking it to other levels. I'm going to give you another example, actually. Mm -hmm the of the opposite end of it show okay? me i like this show yeah me. I'm, I'm gonna give you another example let me find it's actually on your page because i was looking at it earlier and i wanted i wanted to show that mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. i wanted to show like okay here's what you can also do with a fucking like uh just a nothing fucking paint job added to it but fucking screams business and looks mm -hmm. fucking hard look at check this out hard as fuck when it comes yeah. to like the performance yeah. type and the look, this is just a black paint job with mm -hmm. fucking the right parts. I mean, it's got the mm -hmm. bags obviously taken off so you can see the, the subframe and you can see some of the swing arm and that type of shit. But it, it looks like TP motor. Yeah, it looks like but all that bike's for sale, actually. Oh, <laughs> is it? You know? yeah, 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 the bike's for sale. I mean, this is, uh, again, this is like probably extreme. Some people are going to look mm -hmm. at this and go, okay, you can, I can see how some people may take this and go, okay, this is maybe another big wheel guy throwing a shit ton of money at it. But the difference mm -hmm. between this and the one I just showed is that this right here just screams business to me. This screams yeah. like yeah. performance. Yeah. It's got a turbo or does it have a turbo? I can't fucking see yeah, too hard. It's got yeah. turbo. It's got turbo. And I think it has. I'm not, I'm not, I could be wrong, but it looks like it has tracker wheels off of Sportster. I think I'm probably wrong, but that's the style they look like, which are really nice. I, I love it. It's got a subframe on it. It's just, it's, it's, it's all business. I actually think this bike doesn't run bags. I think he runs it no bags the way you see it here. I like it. Because it doesn't even have rails under it. Yeah, you're right. Now that I'm looking at it, you're right. 
Yeah, does, it, it he doesn't runs no Yeah, but see, this is this is a this is an example of one to the other, you know. So you want to see what my favorite bike in Daytona was? If Love. you're on the page, I'll yeah. show you. I'll check it Go out. back to the main page Let where you were. Okay. The same area. Scroll up a little bit to where you see when Daytona was, right in the middle of the red bike. Hang on. It's, let me let me add this so you can so you can tell me where it's at. Which one? Scroll up a little higher. Stop. The red one. This one? Oh. Nope. Go in the middle. Yeah. That bike. This one. That was my favorite bike in Daytona. Okay. That bike fucks. So <laughs> everybody thought it was great. The bike is brand Are new. Are there more pictures of it? Okay. There's other angles of it too. Okay. The bike is brand new. It was built by a dealer. Uh, Admec Performance Garage. It's a brand new bike. Brand new Roguelite for sale. It's red and chrome. It's understated. It's flashy. It's got like like BMX style wheels on it. Everything is chrome plated. I love chrome these days. I love chrome. And it just, it popped so much, this bike. It was so clean. I could tell you my favorite bike in Daytona. And I, it's nothing, like, it's so built, first of all. Like, I mean, the bike is endlessly built, but it's nothing flashy. You know what I mean? I yeah. was obsessed with that bike. This is a good example, I think, of what I'm talking about and the why I say that it's um, mm. the scene has gone, you know, big wheel guys or fucking big wheel mentality. Mm. I don't want to call them mm -hmm. big wheel guys because I don't know who the fuck it is that's behind them. But the big wheel mentality is here. But this is an example. The black bike that I showed you is an example mm. of how you can still do a well-built bike that fucking mm -hmm. is it a stock. Is it a stock red? This one's stock red. It's a yeah. stock bike. And it looks yeah. fucking, it looked fucking it's sharp. It's got all chrome bolt-ons. It's all chrome bolt-on stock motor, chrome bolt-ons. It's not overly built. It's, this bike has a lot of style, in my opinion. Um, I'm a big fan of chrome. Uh, if I did another bike, I would do chrome. I like chrome and gold on the same bike, too. Um, I, I just think, to me, this bike is a bit out of the box. It sounds ridiculous for me to say that, but everybody does paint these days. Everybody does gold front ends. Everybody does reservoirs. Everybody does everything. You don't see a lot of red bikes. You don't yeah. see a lot of chrome. You don't see a lot of like motocross style wheels, those those, those BMX style wheels. Um, and people are scared of bright pop color, like this bright red I love. I love all the billiard colors, the billiard blues, the billiard teals. I Harley makes some nice, solid color paint. Mm -hmm that I think is really nice. This one has the, the clean, uh, clean moto headlights, um, the rigid headlights, which are really nice. I, I, to me, the bike was just very, very clean and simple. I like clean and simple. Like, like I said, this was my favorite bike at the hardcore show, but he's not going to win because it, 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 it's not a show bike. It's just, and it, plus it was a dealer bike. The bike had no mileage. It was for sale. So um, like these, that's my thought process who deserves to win. It, it should it deserve to win a show when it's owned by the dealer. And you know what I mean? It's for sale. No, because it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't belong to somebody. You know what I mean? Whether somebody paid a shop to build it or somebody worked on it themselves, that to me should win the bike. That should win a trophy. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I don't know, but uh, my mind's, you know, who knows? But, uh, yes. I the beholder and it's a yeah. clean looking bike, man. It's, it, it actually is a clean looking bike. I was going through, uh, Instagram today and I came across and um, I'm sure a friend of yours in the same circle. Um, mm -hmm. uh, my machinist, my machinist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Just fresh. 
Justin. Yeah, and and that's and so his bike and I mean if you look at his bike from from if you just stand back and look at it probably from the front, you're probably not going to recognize all the stuff and all the things that have been done to that bike. But mm-hmm. what I did, what I, you know, and I, I started just kind of strolling through, scroll, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a bike advocate. I mm-hmm. like, I like mm-hmm. cool fucking shit. That's really what it boils down to. And so when I started looking at his bike in depth, in more detail, I've seen pictures of it and I've seen it from a distance real, Oh, cool bike and fucking kept mm-hmm. on moving and shit. But today I took a little bit of time cause I was kind of just looking, okay, what are mm-hmm. we going to talk about? Where are we going to go with this? Mm-hmm. I took some time to go and look at his bike and look through his page and see some of the parts that he's done for it. And the, I mean, he's a machinist, so there's a huge mm-hmm. advantage to, <laughs> to that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a giant mm-hmm. advantage, but it's one color. It's mm-hmm. fucking Chrome and it's just, mm-hmm. it's simple. It's not fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. This it's not this crazy paint over the top, you know, fucking shit. Mm-hmm. That is, I think that's where that my feelings of that shit just go uh, astray. You know, when you start getting into this, this big giant paint stuff, cause it feels like big bagger scene, big, mm-hmm. bo- big or big wheel style has entered the chat and jumped into, you know, the, the paint aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, my yeah. opinion on the performance bagger stuff is if you're going to do, if you're going to build a performance bagger, then let the performance shine. I, I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that's mm-hmm. at the, the top of my, of my of my list of if you're gonna build one, let the performance shine, let paint complement it. Don't let the fucking paint like steal from all the stuff that's been done to it. And this mm-hmm. bike is a good example of that. That black mm-hmm. one that I showed you with the turbo, mm-hmm. you know, Justin's bike. Those are kind of your bike as well. You know, sure. you got just carbon on it. Let the let the bike kind of speak for itself. Don't fucking take like you put all this. You got. $80,000 worth of hardware on this damn mm-hmm. thing. And then you got $10,000 in paint that's just taken away from it uh-huh. all because it's just like, wow, look at that paint. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing you talk about Justin's bike, uh, Minty Fresh, I think he calls it. But when I when I got to the hardcore show, the first thing I said when I saw the bike, um, I saw him the day before and stuff, I said, I'm like, did you enter the bike? He's like, no. I'm like, fuck, I could have just, uh, this would have been done. I would have walked in, just voted you and walked out of the, the, the show. <laughs> Justin's bike, I gave him number two in my top 10 list. And a lot of people said like he deserved to win number one. So for the record, baddest build of 22, Justin's bike. Nobody nobody could even touch the amount of custom work on that bike. One off, The entire bike is one-off parts. He, he built everything himself. It's got one-off subframes, one-off foot pegs, one-off everything. If you've seen behind the fairing what it looks like, it's a masterpiece. That bike is a pure, it's got a nickel-plated frame. I the think only... this, uh, let me let me pull it up here real yeah. quick. I'm gonna, uh, I think this is the one I was looking at. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this, it. like this is a good Look example. The inside of that fairing, it's yeah. and it's cleaner in person, and he rides it. So the only reason that he didn't win bike of the year is because it's entirely one-off parts by a machinist who built it himself. So the average person couldn't buy this bike if they wanted. You know, you'd have to buy his bike, but the average person couldn't build this bike, which is the only reason he didn't get first place. It's because it's not a regular bike. It's like you can't compare a total you're 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 comparing. You can't compare, you know, a a Riddler build to a guy who builds hot rods in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like you can't they're they're not the same thing. So but this bike is so next level when it comes to build. The performance bagger scene has never seen a custom bagger build the way this bike is built. The, I'm telling you, every single part 
is one-off parts. And the, the gas cap is one-off. The risers, he did it with the circle in the middle so he could see through it. Like there was thought process behind everything. And he's probably made parts because of the parts he's done off that bike, but it's, it's one-off everything on this bike. It is a fucking work of art beyond work of art. You know what I mean? And it just, it's, it's, it's a mind blowing build. It's the best way to describe it. I, 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 I'm enjoying it from afar, but this is an mm-hmm. example of when you just see this from the front, when you see this picture and you see it from mm-hmm. the front and you're just going to think, Oh, it's a road glide, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not going to, you probably may not bat another eye at it, but it's when yeah. you get down, when you stand behind it and you see this, you're like, Hey, where's the rest, where's the rest yeah. of this fairing and shit? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, these, these, uh, on these, uh, on these tank cutouts, you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you've seen some nice pieces to go inside mm-hmm. of there, you know, it's, this is I for me, Daniel, my my fucking opinion means nothing. But for me, when you you know, your list is your list. But this is a this is a damn good bike to me to say, OK, this is number one. Now I get it. You mm-hmm. you, you made your point very well that there's a lot of things that go into your your decision or your mm-hmm. you know, choice mm-hmm. of, of why it's going to be this place on the list. But mm-hmm. this right here is mm-hmm. what. I would love people to kind of obviously, you know, you can call Justin and say, Hey, I want this shit. I want you to build me a fucking oh, bike. That, that bike is for sale for the record. If anybody <laughs> wants to sell it, buddy. <laughs> no, but it's actually for sale. I know he wants to buy more equipment. If somebody's seeing this bike, you. I can tell you as somebody who's seen every performance bagger in the world, this is without fail. It, it's, it's so above everybody else. It really is. It is a full, this is the Jesse James chopper of performance bagger world like as high choppers you get like the, the the go back to the headlight like you can't even see his headlight bracket you see there's there's the the machine the stand the aluminum in between the headlights yeah like between that that so that's not a filler panel there's like a whole cnc big part that that's supports the whole front fairing and the headlight it's All one monster it's one monster piece of like just cnc it's beautiful the bike is a a work of art beyond work of art. if somebody has money and the bike is for sale for a reasonable amount of money very 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 reasonable amount of money so you know are you allowed to say (laughs) yeah i'm allowed because i am i might be wrong i think it's between 60 and 70k i think i could be wrong but i think that's what he's willing to take and he's gonna buy it he's gonna sell it and he'll build another bike and he'll buy more machinery justin's an amazing person he's an amazing guy he's a friend and that bike is beyond anything you've ever seen i think that's a trophy you, when you put when you put a 60 70 000 price tag on a one-off bike um there's different value that comes in that because i i guarantee you, you can you, you're gonna vouch for this probably you go buy mm-hmm. a brand new bike and then you go and put every doodad onto it um and you're gonna spend 100k you're gonna be oh yeah 80 100 k into a full-on paint inverted olins every machine part whatever the fuck you want to throw at it the motor all that shit you're going to be in 75 80 90k into the thing and to get a full-blown custom bike now is this for everybody no because it doesn't have a radio and it doesn't you know it's kind of a stripped down it's not everybody's cup of tea it's, it's going to be it's the same rule you're going to get i'm sure half the people are going to love it maybe even less than that that mm-hmm. was another thing i considered in my top 10 list is i am obsessed with this bike but it was doing this and Mark, Mark Norton won number one, big trouble. Because I'm like, those two bikes, everybody knew they were the two baddest bikes of the year. Mark's bike had mass appeal. Everybody's going to love that bike. It's a CVO, it's Battleship, full carbon fiber. Nobody's going to say, I don't like that bike. Yeah. But there are some people who will say, this bike's not for me. 
I'm not one of them. Like, this bike is is the the. I can't stress how insanely beautiful this bike is to me. You know what I mean? But well, there's like, going to be people. It's not for them. Boards and it's got you know these are all I'm sure machine parts that he made that you're not going to find on another bike. His and, donut floorboards and everybody makes fun of his floorboards, but they're 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 different. They look comfortable. <laughs> they look comfortable too. <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea, but he's like he he looked at every single part as well. How can I make it different? And everything is one off parts. When you're a machinist, you definitely have that uh, that advantage and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I dig it, man. It is it is a nice bike. I was just digging through some stuff today, and I came across this, and I thought this would be a good good conversation yeah. piece when you go from kind of uh, one to the other extreme, so to speak, because that's what we're seeing, man. We're seeing a lot of the paint, and we're seeing a lot of the parts, but, and all. But that we're stuff. seeing we're seeing the the Covington performance bagger bikes. So Covington, I'm u- going to use him as an example. He builds beautiful big wheels. He builds beautiful bikes but they're show bikes. Mm-hmm. So now he's building performance bagger bikes, which are also, they're show bikes, but it's performance bagger. And I don't take anything away from it. The bikes are so mind-blowingly beautiful, but that's the, there's the big wheel shop that's building beautiful performance baggers. And they're hitting the mark. They're using the right parts. They're building them. They're not doing anything wrong, but it's not us building bikes in our garage you know i say it's not that but i think uh again if you're gonna for me i think the separating line the division the the dividing factor Mm -hmm. is if you're gonna build a performance bike then the fucking person sitting on the seat should use it to perform not just pull it out of the trailer or just fucking ride it down the freeway and Mm -hmm. then park it at the show and then go home Mm -hmm. and shine it all back down Mm -hmm. you know i also think you should know how to I always said, if you have an inverted front end on your bike, you should install it yourself because you should know how that fucking shit works because it's finicky as fuck. <laughs> and it's either the best thing you've ever ridden or it's shitty. You know, I can tell you that for somebody who rides one. And I installed my own and I tune it constantly. But then I have friends who have inverted front ends who don't know how to turn a wrench and they ride the bike out of their bikes and they still ride like crazy. So like yeah. nothing ever sticks to anything. But I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Like, uh, you know, you should ride your shit. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you put so much money, if you dropped 150K on a bike at a shop, and they are you going to be scared to ride that thing down the highway? Are you going to be scared to rip it into a turn? Yeah. Some people, I think that's what, I think that's where the, 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 the change has is, is come is that, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to have people now. You have people now that are, that are that, that are like, oh, fuck, I got to just baby this son of a bitch because I just spent $100,000 on this fucker. And if it goes down, I'm in a world of shit. And mm-hmm. I get it. There's, but we do that risk when we fucking ride a $20,000 bike. You know, it's a, it's a mm-hmm. risk that we all know that we, that we, that we take when we throw our leg over it. But I just posted a video recently of my, I was sitting here in my garage wiping it down and I fucking pointed out every chip, every flaw, mm-hmm. every this, every that on my bike because from a distance, I call my bike a 50 footer because from 50 feet, mm-hmm. it looks fucking good. But once you get up on it, you can I'm tell insane. that this thing has been ridden. It's mm-hmm. got rock chips. It's got fucking mm-hmm. scratched up parts on it. It's not, mm-hmm. fucking, you know, it's got that character to kind of mm-hmm. do it. And I, so one thing, go ahead. I was going to say, so one thing, so I'm doing a big event in Laconia this year. We're doing, it's going to be a really big event. People are going to look out for it. It's going to be bike show. DJ stunt show the works. It's going to be a really fun event. It's at night. So you're not stuck in the middle all day. We're putting something really cool together. 
And one thing I say I want to do, I, I find it unfair that if you built your bike last year, you're not going to win Best Bagger this year. You know what I mean? Like at one of the shows I was at, the best bike at that show was a three-year-old built. But he's not going to win because it was built three years ago. Somebody who's got a new build that's not as nice is going to win because it's brand new. So at my show, I will do a heritage trophy. I'm going to do a trophy for, you know, the best. And then I'm going to do a trophy for the guy who deserves to win because he built the bike five years ago, six years ago. But it's still the baddest bike at the show. Because I think that's that. important. The one that's the baddest. It don't matter who. If it, if that fucking thing yeah. was built five years ago and it's still better than the one that mm -hmm. was built last week, mm -hmm. well then fucking that bike fucking deserves deserves yeah. to win more than the next. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That like it, it doesn't work that way. So like, but yeah. I, I think that's important. People don't recognize that you know, and that's why guys are constantly switching their bikes and constantly rebuilding, constantly selling, and which which works again our star scene. Build your bike, let it be a bad bike, and just be proud to ride it the entire time you own it. Agreed. You know what I mean? You don't have to reinvent yourself every year, you know, which I don't think a lot of people are, but a lot of people feel like they need to constantly, you know, yeah. I get the shops have to do that. You have, you don't have a choice if you're a shop, but if you're just a regular guy and you have a cool bike, like you should be, you should, you, I don't know. I don't know when the shows became important to the scene, you know, I'm, I'm as soon as the, as soon as it hit mainstream, as soon as it fucking like it shows became important. It, it, it shows became important and that's that mm -hmm. you know you i see that around here and in fucking southern california i see it more than probably yeah. anywhere in the fucking world yeah, yeah. or the rock store sure. or, or wherever and you're all in the next week you see the guy that had the fucking this this part and next week he has even more shit on it because he's trying to keep up with mm -hmm. the guy that showed him up the previous week or some bullshit that's the mm -hmm. you're always trying to be you know relevant you know mm -hmm. a, a friend of mine says it man it's not about the scene s-c-e-n-e -E. it's about being seen s-e-n now and that's and and, mm -hmm. and when he told me that i go yeah sadly i i i see that more here in southern california than probably other places do in the world yeah yeah for sure do. for sure you do but that's like it, it's like when the shows become really really important is that the end of the culture is like is that when the culture is really like doomed i don't know because yeah. that's when that's when the whole that's when the big shop wheel shops are going to come out that's when the trophies come out and like I said, I go to shows constantly. I've never once entered my bike into a show. And if I do, I think it's unfair. You know, my bike went into a show local here and I told them not to put my bike in the show. I was out of town. I let a dealer take my bike. And like, oh, you won. I'm like, you know, it, it's not fair for me to be in that show. And it's not a show bike. I don't care. Yeah. So even my own bike show next summer will be the anti-bike show show. I'm trying to figure, it's going to be a meet and we're going to do trophies. I'm trying to figure out how I can make it general public and a bike show in one area because I don't, I don't know. Like people like bike shows. I get it, but yeah. I, I, they're not important. What's important yeah. is the ride. What's important is what you did before you got to the show. And yeah. you know, like that, that to me is the important part of it. Because that's, if we, for, if, if you forget that, what's the point of being on a motorcycle? No. You know what I mean? The best part of these bikes is riding them hands down. The best part of, you know, maybe I'm a Canadian. I only get to ride five months of the year. I was, I went to Daytona. I was thrilled to ride. I was so annoyed because there's no riding. You know what I mean? I rode to a show. I rode to Miami. I rode straight. It was not a fucking turn in Florida, but at least I was on my bike. <laughs> and um, I, I miss riding tremendously between winter and having young kids. I don't get out as much as I used to. But yeah. it, the one thing I'll always say to everybody is ride your fucking bike. Like ride it. You don't have to be a hero. You don't have to ride fast. Just enjoy riding that fucking bike. And if you build this bike properly, the, 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 base, the best thing of this trend is if you do all of your upgrades should make your bike run better. 
everything you do should make it right run better so you're not doing shit just cosmetic stuff. yeah there's some cosmetic stuff carbon five is not gonna make it run better but it's gonna make it a little lighter like just you always have to like the goal is to make your bike better with every single part which is contrary to every other car and motorcycle thing i've ever done in my entire life yeah yep no that's part. I think that's a good way, uh, a good thing to remember uh, mm -hmm. when you're building these style of bikes, build it and do it for um, whatever your riding style purpose. is, you know, but do, do it for purpose, man. I, mm -hmm. I have my homeboys over there at Purpose Built Motorcycles. Mm -hmm. I've been friends with those guys for fucking since mm -hmm. Facebook page and shit, man. And yeah. that yeah. is where I, I, I started with them a little bit and just went, yeah, this is, this is purpose built. This means something. I, I understand mm -hmm. exactly what this means. So I'm an, I'm an advocate. I think that's a, a, a great thing to do, man. So my last question, so we mm -hmm. can kind of wrap this mm -hmm. up. I know it's a little late where, where mm -hmm. you're at. Um, I, I guess, can it be saved? Can it, can it be, can it kind of go back to its glory days? Are we too far deep? Are we, what, what do you think, man? I mean, I don't think it needs to be saved. I think it's still fun. I think it's still cool. I think, I think when, when I think people need to remember that this is fun. This is a hobby. Don't take it too well, seriously. I think that's yeah. what I mean. Can it be safe? Because yeah. I think we've crossed that. Can it go back we've, to there? We've crossed that I line so. of fucking competitive and making it a show bike versus uh fuck man. That's a cool fucking bike. Tell me about that shit. I want to know about it versus uh, competing with the Joneses. I think, it, I think if you're in a position where it's not fun for you anymore, you should go ride your motorcycle. And I think a lot of people, it can't be safe. Like, there's going to be the people who are just going to fuck it, get on their bike and ride and don't give a fuck. Like, stop yeah. taking shit too seriously. This is a fucking hobby. This is a fucking motorcycle. Stop taking all this shit too seriously. I, w I wish people would say that. Who cares about the trophy? Who cares about this? Who cares about that? If, if you have a vested interest, if you own a shop and you need your parts to be the best, I get it. You do have vested interest. I know a lot of these guys who are just kind of, they, they're, they're not happy with the scene. They're not happy with everything, but like, you just got to remember that you're working, you're living our hobbies. It's all, it's all, it's a hobby. None of this shit is necessary for yeah. you to live. You know <laughs> what I mean? So it, there's no beyond, we're not beyond anything. And when you're miserable, when you think this is shit, when you think this is garbage, get on your bike and go for a fucking ride with somebody you actually like. So yeah. I definitely think it, I, I, I definitely think it's gone to a point where it's a different culture and it's a different world. And, and it's not the, 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 the scene it was four or five years ago when it was super chill and everybody knew each other. It's not the same, you know, Sturgis 2019, I went and stayed in a house with 30 guys that are from all over the country. That mm -hmm. shit's not going to happen anymore. There's too many, you know, there's cultures, there's these people and these guys don't get along with these. And, but who, to me as an outsider, you know, everybody thinks I'm an insider. I'm an outsider, but like to me as an outsider, like, stop caring so much you know like like that the is it a performance bagger battle that's going on forever and i know that you're you're an advocate for that like you, that you don't like the name for me i stopped caring about that year ago if, if some kid has a bagger and he puts t-bars on and he wants to call it a performance bagger let him do it <laughs> doesn't, what is it doesn't change anything for any of us you know what i mean i don't need the category the fucking st they're selling hardly selling a performance bagger like it's just yeah. the name you know what i mean so that's why i'm saying like can it be saved yeah for sure it could be saved because because it's just it's your own attitude yeah you know what no. i mean it, it's just the way you see it 
when I when I when I ask, can it be saved? Like it's fucking doomed and it's like way mm -hmm. past, you know, repair. Mm -hmm. Here's what I I guess why I, I say that, because when I, when I go and tell sit around at Rockstore or Neptunes or I'm in a mm -hmm. circle of people that have that style of bike. Right. The conversations are are not about fuck man i almost ate shit coming around that corner you see me fucking railing down that like th that's not the conversation that's being had anymore the mm -hmm. conversation that's being had now is hey, what kind of seat is that fuck yeah man i got it from so and so and it's this fuck it's those it's always like part 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 this that mm -hmm. fucking adding this fucking uh, the next thing mm -hmm. i'm gonna fucking do and da 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 that's when i know I, I feel like okay it's got to a damn point where can it get reeled back into you built this fucking bike? You, you're at least mm -hmm. your, 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 the vision, what you're, what you're selling on your performance bagger, you built mm -hmm. it to go and just ride the piss out of it. And you, you mm -hmm. built it to ride like no other bagger can has been ridden before. And the conversation mm -hmm. is just about what parts are next. And I can't wait mm -hmm. for this next part to come out. And I got the latest fucking pipe and mm -hmm. I got the latest machine part. The conversations aren't about fucking mm -hmm. like, Hey, how's it ride? How, what fuck, man? Did you, it's riding like dog shit right now. You think mm -hmm. you can help mm -hmm. adjust the suspension mm -hmm. or, you, you know, there's something wrong with there. It's not about, Hey, next weekend, we're going to go and ride over here. Let's do a camping trip or let's go mm -hmm. fucking out on. Those aren't the conversations that are being had anymore. The conversation mm -hmm. around the water cooler, the water cooler talk mm -hmm. is always about having the, the, the best parts and what the next yeah. upgrade is going to be. And like standing next to your bike, I see it at Neptunes all the time. And that's probably mm -hmm. the, the shitty place to say it because that's, that's the, the, the Mecca or whatever. I don't know, whatever the yeah. fuck you want to call yeah. it. But anytime we're at Neptunes, you could fucking spot the guy that's just standing by his bike, waiting for the fucker to come and talk to him. Like, Oh, mm -hmm. yep. I'll wait for this guy to come talk to me so I can, you know, give him all the details about my shit. I mm -hmm. fucking park my bike in the front and I walk fucking away and I'll stand mm -hmm. and go, Oh yeah, that guy's checking out my bike. I don't mm -hmm. give two shits if he got, you know, if I'm around and I'm drinking my beer and I'm standing next to my bike, I'll answer the questions, but I'm not running over there and I'm not waiting for like, Oh yeah, I got one. I reeled in a fucking Marlin and now I got this guy hooked. Those are the conversations that are being had yeah. now. And that's when I ask and say, mm -hmm. can't can't be safe. back to fucking like being mm -hmm. cool on these fucking bikes. I, I think the answer is simple. Don't go to the, those places. You're it's a product everywhere, environment. It's everywhere. <laughs> it is. It's not as bad. Yes, you're right. It is everywhere. I, I guess it just, like I said, to me, I, I, I think you're in California. Everything is exponential in California. You know what I mean? The shows are bigger. The people are bigger. People are, it, it's a swing and dick contest everywhere you go. At Neptune's, you pull up on a bike for sure. Everybody's comparing stuff. I think for me, Northeast, it's not the same. It's a smaller community. Um, we don't care as much. I, when, trust me. Look, you go to Daytona, you go to Laconia, you go to. I Stur felt it in Daytona, hundred percent. I felt it in Daytona. Oh, it's not but just you know over what? here. It's it's other places too. It's everywhere. But then at the end of the day, I jump on my bike with my buddy and we go riding. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, it's it's a mindset. So. I can remove myself from bullshit. There's noise everywhere in all your life and, you know, in work and everything you do. And, you know, like, like I said, the scene isn't the same it was back then. And I, I have my own opinions on where I think things are now, where they were before that I, I'll keep to myself. I don't need to talk about it, but like good or bad, at the end of the day, I can jump on my bike and with my best friend and go for a ride. And that's yeah. all I want to do. And that's what Daytona was for me. You know what I mean? I didn't stay at a house 
like everybody was like, oh, stay at our house. We have an Airbnb. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody offered me somewhere to stay. My closest friend and I went down to Daytona together. We stayed at a hotel because at the end of the day, I just wanted to leave. Let him and I go ride the beach a little bit, go rip here and there, do whatever we want. Like, I think that's the, just do your own thing. You know what I mean? Stop. Don't follow these masses. Like, can it be saved? If you're the kid who built a bike because your friends built the bike and you don't enjoy the riding and it's not these guys that they're, they're going to come and go. You know what I mean? They're flying the van. The guys you're talking about, these guys with the seat, you know, in a year, two years from now, that bike is going to be sitting in the garage and they're not going to be riding it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the guys who ride, you know, that y y your people, those are the people that you care about. Everybody else is just noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just ignore yeah. it. So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think it needs to be saved because the, the people are going to come and go. You know what I mean? The, the shit's going to come and go. The trend is going to come and go, but I'll still be riding. You're still going to be riding. 10 yeah. years from now, you, you might not be on a bagger. You might be on a fucking who knows what the fuck Harley's going to. We're all going to be on trikes in 10 years from now. Oh, God. I, I hope it's not that early. I'll be on a trike when I can't hold one up. Don't get it twisted. I'll still they be on They got that new road glide trike. Yeah, I'll be. I'll still be on something, man. You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again, man. I can't. I, I will still be ripping and railing on my air quotes performance bagger and i hope that mm -hmm. not i hope because i don't want to say it like in a negative mm -hmm. way but i will be totally okay within if in five years the whole trend and the fat mm -hmm. all the fat is gone and i'm still the fucking one guy going still here motherfuckers because this is this is this is what i like and i built my bike to do this and handle this way i'm still fucking here whether it's cool or not Mm -hmm. I'm still fucking here. So that's your answer for can it be saved? Doesn't need to be saved because you're still gonna be there. You're still gonna be riding. You're still gonna be enjoying it. So whatever noise is going around and whatever bullshit is going on, it's gonna come and go, and they're gonna jump on the next wave, and we'll still be here. And like my page says, performance is not a trend. Do I think it's gonna last? I think it's gonna last. I think you know if you look at a tuner scene, there's so many styles that come and go out of cars and tuners and wheels and stance and blah blah. But just a well built car performance built car is steady you know what i mean you look at a tuner car from the 90s uh, uh, a civic that was built in the 90s like a type r with all the best parts it's still 20 30 years later it still as badass as it was 30 years ago hopefully we're on the same line as that hopefully you know what i mean yeah. and then all the crazy paints and all the the the, the flashy everything go away and yeah. then the guys who were just running good parts, good suspension out there riding, hopefully that's still left behind. And we will always have a place in this world. You know what I mean? Which has never really happened in the Harley world before. But maybe this is where we are. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and and then let everybody come and go. We'll be here. I'll be I old. I, I yeah. Performance I'll be strike. Yeah, I'll be more old and wrinkled and, you know, probably fatter, a couple of pounds heavier or something. Who knows? I'm already old and wrinkled. I got you beat. <laughs> so, but... Hey man, this was uh, right, man. This, this was good. I'm uh, I yeah, hope, I'm glad, right? I hope this converse. I, I think uh, this conversation went uh, I, for me. It went the way that mm -hmm. I wanted it to go. The topics, the discussions that I kind of wanted to touch on with you, um, and I'm glad that you know we're always gonna we're still men. We're gonna have difference of a, your your top mm -hmm. ten may not always fucking land on my <laughs> on my, on my <laughs> shit, but I'll be I'll I'll, I'll, I'll uh, but 
that's uh that's what men can do and i'm glad that mm -hmm. we were able to just fucking go hey man i'm cool let's have a conversation let's talk um that speaks and says a lot of your character my character uh yeah. there's still some people that are out there that have a fucking uh, i've tried i've tried to stick my hand out it's got slapped away mm -hmm. a couple of times and so be it but that's that's what you definitely had good timing when you reached out you had really good timing <laughs> i was in my head i was like you reached out i'm like fuck okay fine let's do it and then maybe a couple of days later i'm like oh i shouldn't agree but whatever i you know what like i said with you i don't have any energy for anything negative in my life you reached out let's just straighten it out and we're good I, i'm happy i'm a very easygoing happy guy in my life every day of my life it should be better than the day before so and it's I, very gimmicky, but good it's philosophy to have, man. And a lot of people said the same about you. There's a lot of people, mm -hmm. that, you know, trust me, man. I, I, mm -hmm. I know when I throw a stone, sometimes, you know, when I, it's going to get casted back at me, mm -hmm. people have given me, you know, the, the advice they've offered me the shit and mm -hmm. they've, and in some of those conversations, they've had good thing, not they've had, but they do say good things like your character, your type of person mm -hmm. you are. And so I, I, I knew that, you know, I had a, a sense mm -hmm. of it, man, but you know, not, not all things need to end badly. Right. We can, mm -hmm. we can fucking mend fences and mend gates and that type of shit mm -hmm. and, and move forward. Cool, right. And I, and this is good conversation to have. I don't think we, we didn't bash shit. We didn't fucking go nope. off on a tangent or anything. Nope. I think it was, I think it's real conversation of real mm -hmm. things that are happening. Just not, you know, just we're talking performance stuff, but mm -hmm. within a Harley culture and scene and kind of, mm -hmm. industry, you know, so we're just a couple guys who've been loving this, this trend this scene for a long time and we're just talking about the you know where it started where it is now you yep. know that's all it is and we can have this conversation in another three years and we'll see uh where it is then we'll see you know what i mean are. choppers are coming back choppers are coming back yeah i'm not gonna be raw on one there's no, no way I, I had my hard tail i i have no desire to be back on a hard tail <laughs> i i, I don't know meanwhile i say that who knows you... <laughs> never say never yeah, never say never. I'm look. I, I would like to build one and just have a little bar hopper. Nothing that I'm trying. I'm not trying to, you know, impress anybody and do. Oh, you did, you know, cross country. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that to myself anymore. You know. No, because uh, my hardtail, I sold it to a guy, and it's parked in his office as a piece of art. <laughs> I swear to God, never well, even, never even wrote it. He knows what he knows why he wanted it, man. So. Yeah. The next trend, right. though, I'm gonna if it's not already here, mm -hmm. I think it is slightly uh, skinny tires, right? That's that. That's any tire uh, bagger. Yeah. Any tire bagger, man. That's the, I, I saw mm -hmm. it about uh, six months ago. I'm like, okay, that's mm -hmm. where I think that's where the next trend for this performance stuff is going to go. Mm -hmm. uh, just like, uh, you know, when the soft tails came out, everybody wanted yeah. the Dinas and they went nostalgia with the old Dinas because mm -hmm. the soft tails aren't, you know, they're not available mm -hmm. anymore. And the mm -hmm. price skyrocketed on all those. And I started seeing yeah. the price of the skinny tires start to go up and up and up. And I think that's going to be the next trend of this uh, mm -hmm. performance bagger thing. They're going to start finding the older shit and they're going to start building some of that. So I'm yeah. banking on that because I got one of those sitting over here. So when I'm ready to sell, you know what they sell? <laughs> you know what they say? Buy low, sell high, right? Yeah, yeah no, that's good. And I, I'm going to tell everybody who's listening, stop hating on the new fucking bikes. Stop hating <laughs> because you will eventually be on that platform. So there's no point in hating on it. Because I will dig up that comment that you made on December 20 <laughs> fucking 6, 2023, and five years ago when you have this bike, and I will say here, look, remember you made the stupid comment? Stop paying on the new baggers, and I will I will be on one as quickly as I get my hands on it. This is this, by the way, is the is yeah. a new one. This is the road glide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I saw a couple pictures of it uh about a week or so ago, but yeah, with that weird angle. 
Yeah, and I get why people are saying and talking about that it looks like the Indian. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's got Indian-esque, I guess, just mm-hmm. with the... Are the lights fucking like... Is that what it's, I'm seeing? It's like a cycle, like a cyclops kind of big light in the middle, and then it's got like two strips along the side, for, oh, I guess, I for see. blinkers. So I they see. removed the flashers off it. I and see. it's kind of in there. Uh, it has that Harley inverted front end. It has Brembo's. This one's clearly a CVO. It's got the CVO wheels, but we'll see the it's gonna gonna take off you're right man just let it be guys it's gonna take off like everything else does you i hate it you everyone hated the rushmore fairing when it came out and then Mm -hmm. everyone wants the wanted that at some point and then Mm -hmm. eventually the rushmore is gonna be old news this is gonna be the new trend this is gonna everybody hated m8s everybody hated twin cams everybody hated soft tails every single heart Everybody was allowed to hate the live wire, right? And they were like, they were right. That bike fucking sucked. Nobody liked it. But even the new sporties, they they've kind they're kind of cool. I'm just saying, like like this bike is what everybody's asking for. You know what I mean? And we're gonna make it cool for sure. We're gonna make it cool. All you need is a shop like San Diego Customs or Crucy Originals or some. You need some shop just just to fucking put their spin on it, and then everybody's gonna drool over it, and they're gonna Mm -hmm. go and throw down money to have theirs built or mm-hmm. have theirs look like San Diego customs or somebody that comes out with some tough mm-hmm. shit looking. Fucking... I will do my best to be one of the first adopters of this bike when it's available. I, I like as long that. as they come out with a regular one, not a special, not a I, CVL. I can appreciate being the forefront, being the, taking the charge and uh, being the one at the, at the front of the pack. No I can appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I have right, a lot of friends will do something cool. Well, Thanks, I Ray. appreciate you, man. Thank you. Go get some rest. It. Thank you for taking some time with this, man. Maybe we'll do it again sometime, and we'll have a we'll have a good one. All right. Take care, man. Later, Thanks, man. Everybody. Bye. All right. Pigs are not flying. Daniel and I sat down, had a nice little conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a very good dialogue, very good conversation. It is what I expected. This is the first podcast that I actually did some, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that we kind of touched on some notes. And I think we went right down the list kind of from beginning to end. And so thank you guys very much for tuning in. Um, I hope you guys take something from this. You know, I hope you guys, whether it's good, bad, and different, makes gives you a different perspective on 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 the scene maybe you weren't familiar with the history and the culture maybe when daniel came into it when i came into it and where we have seen it evolve from beginning to uh to now i guess and uh where you know where our opinions kind of lie on that so thank you guys for tuning in going to be posted here on the uh on the podcast here very soon but if you guys haven't already go and check out the youtube page a bunch of cool videos on there some vlogging stuff just some cool fun stuff go check out all the other podcasts that are loaded i think we got over 70 podcasts on there now and of course go check out the instagram throttled roots that's where you're going to find everything throttled roots uh, on instagram throttledroots.com throttled roots on spotify on itunes that is where you're going to find everything under the name throttled roots so there's a ton of stuff for you guys to go and check out and geek out on and have fun with so uh, and hope you enjoyed this one you guys have a damn good night thank you we'll see you uh, on the next one all right <clears throat> later <laughs>